0: Wait the fuck up, Samurai. We have a city to burn. Me. All
1: right, welcome to No Crisis Yet. It is the new year. I am John Lynch. I'm Ben Brown. Boy, what a year, Ben. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I, uh, we were discussed in the pre-show that we had taken some time off, and I believe everyone in the, on the planet should have taken yeah, the last week. Yeah, there should off. have
0: been universal vacation from the last week of December. Yeah. <laughs> Just everyone take a fucking breather before the next But anyway, I was like speaking, whatever.
1: speaking about how, you know, I have more time to worry about the finer things in life now. I feel like mm-hmm. my, my worries have shifted um I feel like this this is this feels pre-pandemic and that you know one of the number one things that has been in my mind is how how did I think Cyberpunk 2077 was going to go? <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> know the instead of questions. Yeah, instead of, you know, is the world ending? Uh, That's is, true because it was late stage capitalism strangling us. But
0: what was it? It was slated to come out in like May originally of this year. Could
1: right? you uh, could you imagine if that had actually come to pass? Again, yeah, I mean, we're not going bit... to talk about that now. We're going to yeah, no, save that yes. discussion
0: for later. But but I see what you mean. By that.
1: I, I have a little bit more perspective. I've had a mm-hmm. week to to really you know put the other thoughts out of my head about work and family drama, and and I focused on the question uh, as as my ticker rolled over for a hundred hours in cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> and it announced what? it
0: to, to the god galaxy <laughs> yeah
1: and broadcasted out so everyone knew was like goddamn what john i have mm. given this game has had so much real estate in my head and now it was in my hands i mm. saw the t poses i saw you know i saw digital keanu reeves tell me to get mm-hmm. the fuck up samurai
0: yeah um, you saw your pants not work probably at least i have
1: I didn't see that. (laughs) I didn't get to see that. But again, talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about expectations. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about how uh, how the media or the marketing windfall this game had? It inherited a huge, in my opinion, goodwill Mm -hmm. between the DRM free message of GOG slash CD Projekt Red. Right. um, The Witcher 3 got there.
0: Yeah, The Witcher Three is a beloved game. Uh, right. Witcher Two point. was
1: a good game, in my opinion. Yeah, not quite, not not in the AAA ballpark. Then Witcher Three happened. Right. That put right. them squarely in contention with big ass AAA games from. But no, no offense, Rockstar Euro and yeah, yeah. It is, and that for me is the barrier between like, it's it's like the glass ceiling for Eurojank. Mm-hmm. All right, that's my thesis for this. I'm gonna spoil it. Yes, my thesis for this is that this is the logical end of games with like Eurojank games. I, I would include Stalker in that, Metro to an extent.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh. I mean, even if you look at like, uh, what's the fucking? There's like a shooter, Escape from Tarkov. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yes. That, is that, that Eastern yeah. European developed? Like. Yeah, and that looks. You know, you look at that inventory screen. It looks exactly the same as Cyberpunk's. Like yeah, they, yeah. they. It is. Uh. There is. I think Stalker is my favorite of those type of games, and it's the type. Oh, what's the of... undead
1: one? What's the undead one in
0: Dubai? Oh, um, uh, Dying Light. No, yeah, yes, yes. Dying yeah, Light. D- that's
1: that's Eurojank. I would argue. I would argue. Yeah.
0: Um... It's the evolution of it, and, and like I think what what the the definition I've come across that I like at least is that they are high ambition, high complexity, and lower and and resources not there to meet those. Like ambitions, So, you know, Stalker is a game that has tons and tons of systems and stuff, but it's really unwieldy in almost every one of yeah, them. It, it, is, like... it, is,
1: it is reach meets grasp, right? It is reach right. exceeding grasp. Um, And there is something like, and your Gothic is another example. Right. All the Gothic games. All
0: right. Yeah, Gothic's a great example, actually. Because uh, it's just a like... contrast to, like, a big open world RPG. You know, The Witcher 3 is, like, the polished version of that game, but... But even but they, then, it's, even with Witcher three, the
1: move there are some stuff like the movement, like the mm-hmm. swimmy movement. It, there's just something about it. Um, it's not a specific engine because, right? Yeah. This is it's their own engine.
0: Right, right. Um, but it is an ethos of game design, and I think I always attributed it to at least back with Stalker was that these games were like very ambitious, but they were not made for like uh, they were not made for ease of use, and they were made made for computers that were kind of cobbled together. And so, you know, they could do very high-end graphical things, but more often they were more, you know, systems-driven and, and other stuff like that. Yeah, I, so they, and I would say They edged, were built for, yeah, they were built for communist or former communist countries where computers were not going to be cutting-edge like they were in the U.S. or in Asia. So um, that's kind of what defines it for me. Even though those games are, like, Soccer at the time was, like, technically a marvel. Like, it looked amazing and... And had all this like great, also built on a custom
1: the custom X-ray engine that, mm-hmm. but but also notoriously crashed a desktop oh, and God, all yeah. sorts of shit. Um, it, it is, yeah. For me, Witcher Three broke the glass ceiling of like, hey, these guys aren't Euro right. they are AAA. Cyberpunk is going to come out polished. Mm-hmm. It's going to come out.
0: They're going <laughs> to yeah. hit.
1: No, I'm serious. Like, right, yeah. this is my expectation. In my head, it had already been set up to like, oh man, they're they staffed up. Like, they have a huge amount of developers. They've um, taken.
0: I mean, that game got announced after Witcher 2, but before Witcher 3 came out. So, like, they announced they got the Cyberpunk IP probably eight years ago? I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was before Witcher 3 came out. So, yeah. it was, like, always... I mean, there's a Witcher 3 joke, or a Cyberpunk 2077 joke in The Witcher 3. Siri, like, yes. has a dream of, yes, a, of yes. a metal metropolis and stuff like that. So, like, they, they had been back-burnering, and I think, you know, most of the team was probably working on Witcher 3, but then... But, yeah, they, they had a huge team, and And, you know, after The Witcher 3, which was this gigantic game that had, like, huge amounts of polish on almost all of it, it was, uh, yeah, it definitely felt like they had leveled up, like, a significant amount from what they were doing In my head,
1: the the expectations suddenly became, like, you know, and guess what? Cyberpunk's going to be on the next... It it was important when Cyberpunk was announced for the newest generation of consoles. Right. Right? It it was... Never mind the fact that, again, we're going to get into this later, never mind the fact that the expectations on them were impossible in my opinion
0: right uh, and, especially for like fidelity and stuff and and, and what that hardware was capable of doing. there are so um, many
1: little things and we'll talk about this in the next section there's so many little things that remind me of the witcher 3 like that they just brought over right they just brought over wholesale and i'm just like that's so
0: it's, and it's bizarre it's interesting so like i definitely was coming to this game and i didn't really follow much of the like trailers or the Night City wires, like live streams they did, or any of the, like marketing stuff they put forward outside of that, like kind of first E three demo and trailer they showed. I definitely watched those, and I think at that point I was like, okay, so it's it's Deus Ex, like this this is what it looks like to yeah, me. and my, If I have to break it down in my brain, this is what it looks like: is you as you got a lot of tech powers and your guns, and and, and split between sneaking and whatever, and and then didn't you know I put it on my brain as like, well, I love The Witcher three, and I'm sure they will do. Like the good stuff from The Witcher Three, because The Witcher Three is not a perfect game in my opinion. Like it has, no, <laughs> has it plenty of, a, of issues. it had a lot of
1: fixes. Like the there was yeah, you know, uh, it has many like fixes.
0: A, they had to fix that movement control. Like uh, the, the 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 skill tree is a goddamn mess, and like the inventory is awful, and the way it re- lists books and stuff, like which are all problems that miraculously show up in this game too. But <laughs> <Isn't> <laughs> nevertheless, that yeah. um, but you know, I definitely kind of had the anticipation of like, well, this is going to be you know, if Witcher Three was this polished from two to three, then then from this to cyberpunk will probably be another level up but also i think as it kind of got as it got delayed more and more, and and as it got pushed back like iterative like weeks at times i think i started to kind of fall into the thing of like well you know this is only their fourth game (laughs) like this is taking the perspective that this is not you know they have not actually made that many games they've made a lot of like they have a lot of time between the games and they obviously have the freedom to develop them well, I guess maybe not. I don't know. But the, the, they have the time to take the time to develop them because they have their own storefront, to kind of fund development, and all this other stuff.
1: Well, they, they, let's, maybe we're not – I don't want to get too far into, like, the outside forces, but, like, right. the idea that they make their money selling games, like, as a storefront right and in the same that, way
0: that Valve does kind of right kind of but not you, really yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, the I scale is completely different they're, they're different because
1: they're out there ostensibly like securing contracts for older games modernizing them it's a different model Valve yes. Steam is almost like a fucking Wild West Alibaba-esque <laughs> yeah. marketplace full of crooked vendors and evil like smut um, yeah GOG Just, GOG definitely has parts of that but their model has always been you know secure games distribute them whatever right um And so in my head, that gives them greater latitude for their game studios to be like, well, I mean, I thought this
0: is my expectation
1: was that, look, we have the extra money we can burn, we can polish.
0: Right. We can, we can, we can polish it. We don't have to rush up. It never,
1: it never, maybe I'm naive. It just never entered my mind that the game, when it gets, when we get our hands on it and you get into Mm -hmm. it, it's just like, oh, this is, this is broken. This is Eurojank.
0: They didn't cover
1: any of this shit up. Um it, it, it again, we'll talk about that a little later. I want to keep talking about expectations right. and, and
0: so and so to build off that I think at at that point too when I was like, Oh it's their fourth game, and it's also their first game uh, that's a shooter, that has stealth, that has driving, like a bunch of stuff they had never done. They they have never <laughs> done before. You know, because the Witcher is all third person on foot and a horse. And 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 the other thing I, I think and this maybe I came to after it released and kinda uh, but nevertheless, it's, like, The Witcher 3 is a great game, but The Witcher 3 is an iteration of two other games. Like, they made The Witcher it's, 3 it's an times, and they got it games. right the yeah. third time. And and I think The Witcher 2 is great, and I think there's parts of The Witcher 2 that are cool, too. I think the world in 1 is really good, and I think the combat and, like, just graphical fidelity of 2 is really great. So they kind of smush those together to make 3, uh, whereas this is, like, pretty much starting from scratch. And... um you know, you can definitely see the things from Witcher that carry over into it. But I guess I didn't factor into my anticipations, at least early, like how how many different things they were doing for the first time ever, <laughs> you know. Whereas, you know, when Rockstar is developing a GTA now, they have made a bunch of them also, but they've made a lot of games with driving and shooting. So it's like that part comes naturally or whatever. Uh, there, um, I
1: there's an, You never want this to happen, but I saw anonymous sources telling the New York Times about like the turbulent development mm. and... It, to me, that set the scale of it, it kind of confirmed for me like, okay, no, there were incredible expectations upon this company. Um, mm-hmm. Gigantic, like impossible to fulfill almost. And yet, when you think of like when the New York Times is getting anonymous sources from inside your development team, mm-hmm. you've kind of hit the, the, to reinforce what I was saying, you are now going to be measured against every other AAA studio. Right. Right. Yeah. It puts you on that playing field. And so what makes it harder for me is like I rooted for these guys. Like yeah. I take the DRM free thing very seriously. I'm one I of I definitely
0: you know, I like GOG as a service. I use it when I can. Uh, you know, they've said also it's, it's like a hard service to get new games on because people don't like big, big bigger publishers just don't even take the meeting for a DRM free version right. of the game. So so it's it's a lot of, me, of indies and, and and a lot of old stuff. So
1: Yeah, and part um, of me but it is for me, I was rooting for this company. Right. I had every... I, I bought the game, pre. I pre-ordered it as soon as I could. Probably a few days after they were taking pre-orders through GOG. I, I got it. Sight yeah. unseen. That's, that was their goodwill. I wonder, uh, going into this game, before you started playing it, mm-hmm. you, were you rooting for them? Uh, yeah, yeah i so. or, or, or were you more cynical in saying, look, no, this is a big game company
0: now. Yeah, I, I was. I think I definitely had at least maybe maybe not in the like after the the earlier delay this year and when like a lot of the more like harried uh, reports of like they are just they are just throwing this thing together very quickly not quickly at the end but it's like it is not coming together in the way you would think a game that has been development for five plus years is coming together and but I you know I was rooting for them in the the broader sense because I do I I love the, I love The Witcher Three and I think they support that game like crazy like it's amazing they. They legitimately like you know they released that game and then worked on it, released content for it, free and pay, and giant expansions for like two years afterwards. So it I was, loved,
1: like, I loved getting new content for that game. It
0: was yeah, it was it was just such a, a phenomenal like experience overall. And again, not without its issues, but like I just I was so into that game and how they supported it and like how they did like a big PC old PC style expansion pack instead of DLCs and like. Uh, And they also did DLCs that were phenomenal. And it was just like, they really, they really nailed it out of the park with that game. And, and, and did it with such a kind of, not, you know, I mean, it's obviously, it's always marketing. I know this, I'm, I'm cynical enough to know that when they include a little note in their box that says, thanks for buying our game, buddy. Like, it's, they they don't, they they don't just cross off a list like, oh, Ben read the note. Great. Like, no, it's, it's, it is marketing. And it is something that I think has worked in the past. I think Epic used to do it a lot with Unreal uh, back before they became the largest video game company ever, they they had a, a thing with the Unreal Tournament games, especially where they would release a ton of like map packs and like would corral good community maps together and release them under their banner. They would run like contests for their mod tools and all this stuff to basically just make it feel like they were giving a lot to the community, and it fostered a pretty positive amount of like player generated content and stuff and. You know, I think at the time I was much younger, I was like, God, they're just the best, aren't they? And it's like, you know, now, of course, what they were doing, but it was still mutually beneficial to both sides. And so I think CD Projekt was in that space. But I definitely think that kind of self-effacing, like, oh, you know, we're gamers too thing has kind of eroded significantly with this whole thing, which we can get into later. But I, I, um, going into it, I was definitely like, I want these guys to just keep getting better and better because like again the the gulf between one witcher one and two witcher two and three in this game and that game and witcher three i expected to be you know iteratively bigger and it i don't think it was but it's still interesting nevertheless
1: i yeah i yeah. It, it is for me it is it is me coming into this blindly being like no they'll ha- they'll have it handled like they'll you right. know i've heard about crunch conditions going in and blah 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 but you know, they're they're committed to excellence, and that's, you know, it almost... Maybe I'm, again, dating myself, but there was a time when, like, mm. back at Blizzard with, like, Chris Metzen, and you knew, okay, this is a Metzen story, and right, there's right. fucking shoulder pads or Metzen, and, you know, Blizzard was out there. It was, like, basically people saying, remember when Google was all about do no evil? Like, don't be evil. Rule no- yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff. And for me, I was getting nostalgic, maybe, and so I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, this tiny Polish studio is going to fucking pull it off, and... Right, right. Off, yeah, it, transition into AAA without growing pains and nail it. The, like, I just blindly was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and, and I, I shielded myself after I started playing from, you know, the mm. broader stories that came out about epilepsy and blah, 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 all the shit. Right. Um.
0: Well, and that stuff moved, I mean, again, we can get into it later, but that stuff moved so quickly that it was really hard to, you know, the first week or so of the game's release was a lot of stories like, stepping on each other and doubling back on themselves and all sorts yeah. of stuff. And it was just, it was like, I mean, this is the media landscape we live in now. It's like, you don't report the whole story, you report what you've got now and just keep coming back to it, right? Yeah, um, man. There's not a time to paint a full portrait, you just keep throw, pulling the thread out. And, and it was just... um I don't know, it was very chaotic. Like, I, you know, I definitely... This feels a little bit like Fallout 76 and some other launches where it's just like, holy shit, <laughs> I can't believe they keep... It's that It's that scene from The Simpsons where Bart's trying to get to the door when he has the cast on and he keeps stepping and everything on the way. It's that. I mean, that's, that's what they went through. And it feels like what Bethesda went through also with, with 76. I think the stakes were not as high on 76 because it was still... Seen as a side project and this other stuff. Where yeah, this I mean it is wasn't this is, the next no, game no. See, from. The,
1: the thing with seventy six was that they had the plausible de- deniability of like, look, our core team didn't make that. Yeah, game. exactly. And so you kind of they're insulated from that. Right. This. Doesn't this have. Was that. like when this. Blizzard, yeah, when Blizzard or no, uh, I don't know what this is like. If you're if I'm using the Blizzard analogy, I guess it would be like you know when they installed that statue with the orc riding the wolf and all the company values at the base, right? And then. You know, last year, all this Blizzard shit when they, you know, took, they bowed to pressure from China and those values get covered up. Like that moment of just like, oh, they're not, I'm not rooting for them anymore. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know That was quite there yet. We're, it
0: was easy, and it was easier with Blizzard too because you have a bad guy being like, "Well, this is when Activision started asserting themselves." You, this have, Bob, is when you they have Bobby Kodak, right? You yeah, have, this is yeah. when they installed this new, you know, C, uh, CTO who is like, you know, well known for culling uh, companies around Acti- There was outside pressures there that you can see, and and I think those may exist with CD Projekt with their investors and this kind of idea that they had to release this game before the end of this year, no ifs, ands, or buts, which I think was a bad call um but it, it, yeah it, we we don't know that stuff yet so i guess it's, it's... I, the story will come out i just hope that i believe it will yes
1: i <laughs> hope that again we'll talk about this later i hope that i hope that the spirit of it survives and if not if if not cd project red mm-hmm. if, if they don't survive this in terms of like you know
0: credibility or what have credit, you, yeah.
1: well whatever whatever the my internal thing is like can i ever go back to that can i go back to that witcher 3 high like leaving, I just had such a high opinion of the company when I like at the end of that game, I'm, right. I'm at the vineyard, like Gerald's vineyard, and I'm just hanging out with Triss, and I'm just I'm like, like, this fuck, is I'm, the best ending to a game yeah. I've seen and ever, <laughs> or something like that. There, yeah. there wasn't like a, it wasn't like an action sequence. I just kind of was like, all right, I think I'm gonna leave it here. I think I'm gonna yep. end my save here, and I didn't.
0: Left, close it. the book, yep.
1: And I felt nothing but pride, and I was like, fuck yeah, I supported this, you know, in my head, small Polish company. They're coming up. They're disrupting shit. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I can ever go back to that. I don't know. Maybe that's I'm making too much of it, but there is a feeling I mean. there. Like yeah, there's a yeah. feeling there of, of one, you know, I'm not going to say I hate them or anything. I don't hate them. Uh, I feel like I got my money's worth in terms right. of a consumer company uh, relationship, but that warm, fuzzy feeling of, you know, Oh, they're the scrappy underdog break. ins it's like, eh, well, yeah. sounds like they worked a lot of people pretty hard. Sounds like,
0: they, they mismanaged the fuck out of this thing, like yeah, yeah. It sounds
1: like a bunch of manager breakdowns and then communication errors between departments.
0: Yeah, in um, one location, you know, I mean, you know, that's definitely a thing that, like, when you're dealing with like a Rockstar, or Ubisoft, where they're developing across 11 studios and whatever, it's like I that seems structurally really hard to maintain. But this is one studio. I mean, it's a very big one, but and then and, and you got course, COVID in the mix. Yeah, exactly. And blah, 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 yeah, I, so. I, do, I do think that is certainly a factor. I think that was you know to maybe uh, finish out this section. That was something coming into this. Uh, this release at this point in December, I had already played several games uh, from Ubisoft and from other big studios that were also similarly very rough. I mean, Watch Dogs was pretty rough, and Assassin's Creed was rougher than it's been in years, uh, just on glitches and like just kind of being funky. Which ones are we talking about? Uh, Watch Dogs Legion and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which are both from this massive, huge studio and and they were unpolished in a way that i was surprised at and it was you know i think there was a large amount of me that was you know knowing what i do about game development which is not everything but knowing enough about how qa works and stuff and imagining doing that sort of thing just the final polish stuff remotely seems incredibly difficult because you have to coordinate between teams and it depends on how you're you know it builds an engine and all this other stuff works so it's just <clears throat> i think i was allowing for some amount of bugginess with most games this year uh, and it was even by that standards Cyberpunk's pretty bad but but it was um but I kind of in the lead up to the game coming out in December I had already played several AAA games over the, over the year that were like oh these are rougher than I would have expected I mean you know this is the 11th Assassin's Creed game <laughs> and the I third know. they've made in this style it was like and I'm still seeing glitches that were in Origins and stuff and its it is it doesn't ruin the game like and it's not even remotely as common I think as Cyberpunk, but it still was in my brain going into the release was like, well, COVID's a factor. Like and that obviously sure. is part of the reason they developed they uh delayed it and also I think it's gonna affect games going into next year and, and beyond possibly. So it's it's um so I did have that in my head going into I think which maybe dropped maybe allowed for the when when the first kind of PC reviews came out were like, yo, this thing's buggy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. you know uh, and I and I'm also a person who like has played happily Fallout games that I have had to fucking edit scripting and shit in like it's oh I have it's no, not I, unprecedented that the game has been this broken and also critically beloved um, and I, I but you all, and
1: I you and I are old dogs Ben. like we yeah and we're PC yeah us. and we're we, PC so we're even worse like yeah that's we want to pop the
0: hood open and like okay let yeah. me just let me just pull Veronica through this door it's fine don't worry about it yeah let me <laughs> and, open
1: this ini file and get the yeah. right like yes.
0: And like the thing with New Vegas, I always do think about is when that game came out. It was, you know, that's a similar. That's probably one of the first times I heard of the whole bonuses for metacritic model. But also yeah, that so, game, yes, that I, game fucking was busted as hell when it came out. And like, yes, but but
1: Obsidian somehow has the magic to release a fucking C grade game and right. somehow get more street cred. <laughs>
0: Right, and that game is like <laughs> one of my favorite games of all time, also at the same time. It's like, it's this, it, but it is a game that was so broken, I literally had to pull out the code to get it to work yep. correctly. Yes. And, but what I remember about Fallout, about Fallout New Vegas is everything that people remember about it positively. You know, the launch was something that came and went, eventually, it was fixed. And,
1: which are three, same model, though.
0: But I do remember the narrative around it when it came out was just like, oh, this thing is barely functional, and it was like so much worse on consoles, and it was just like, I do, re- it was never like Cyberpunk because like social media wasn't a big thing back then, and all these other things that make these noises bigger. <laughs> um, but, yeah, right. but Fallout definitely is. I I don't know if it's a case study. I don't know if it's as good a game as New Vegas is, but it is that kind of thing where for the first two months the story about that game was totally different than its kind of legacy and i wonder i don't know how much of that's going to apply to cyberpunk but i'm curious to see nevertheless um because they are similar types of games too I mean, there's another game it reminds me of it's it is definitely fallout in some ways so
1: it's fallout it is outer worlds it is deus ex yeah, deus it's, X, yeah. Far, far cry vibes are very strong i mm-hmm. when when i got the aerial takedown perk i was like oh
0: i mean uh, just yeah, the sure. like utter commitment to first person in the same way as far as far cry where it's like when you're going to fall through a window it's going to be in first person and all these other things Um, Um, so
1: all right yeah i want to tie it up here
0: so it's december 10th and we've installed the game now.
1: (laughs) yeah so yes uh we are so i got on the night that it went live
0: yeah me too because um, it was like it was live for GMT so it was live for us at like 7 p.m. that night which is pretty cool
1: yeah so I hopped on at like 8 or 9 and I was like holy shit it's it's up yep. it um, exists <laughs> and you know I was like holy shit my graphics card needs to chill the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> yeah because <laughs> uh, this game is murdering it and it's making it scream so I got in the controls bumped it around I started as a rat because mm-hmm. I was like sure uh, the mirror I was like, wow, they're not kidding about them having to have to have elaborate shit to hide the fact that this engine cannot do reflections.
0: reflections. Yeah, which is crazy cuz it is like it's a ray tracing like demo in certain parts, like in the, certain the, parts. The, I don't the, have the, any the ray tracing. In, yeah. yeah, but it's like so funny that a game so based around one technology that, you know, allows for real-time reflections couldn't, without yeah. mirrors <laughs> couldn't do yep. it.
1: Couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> down to the mirrors on the cars being fucking cameras, which
0: Yep. This yeah, it,
1: it's one of the things that struck me, and, and even then, you're I don't know what what background did you pick?
0: I, I did uh, Street Kid.
1: Fair enough. So you're already Which, in, in the city.
0: Yeah, and honestly, and I you know I'd have to go through the other paths, but just seeing uh, some of the general stuff, I think that game was written for the Street Kid, and I think they added the other two after the fact because you get so many times to flex your Street Kid knowledge, and it just doesn't. From what I've seen of other play- playthroughs, you do not get to flex nearly as much with the other ones. I don't know that it matters that much, but it definitely feels like the v they have envisioned is a street kid in some ways so
1: he i'm sorry but the voice acting was some of the most abrasive voice work i have ever heard
0: so you uh, mean didn't for your v or for just my
1: male your... v the male oh, v the male sounding v is one of it doesn't make any sense why he would have a corp- corporate background cuz he talks like this like a tough guy and it doesn't right. make
0: Oh, and I was going to say, that's sense. the thing I really like about the female V uh, voice is that she is, um, I, she's not, yeah, she's very, she's got a, a kind of a husky quality to her voice. It, like, it, it is, it feels like she grew up rough and, like, it's just the way they write her, too, I think, is very much on the, like, oh, I've been around the block a few times kind of thing, so. Yeah, and I
1: get that. If V, like, like you said, if V had been a street kid, yeah, it would make 100%. But right. when when he's at a corporate nightclub, it just, like you said, it just didn't. I don't know. I, it, there was weirdness. It wasn't like getting into a warm pool and being like, oh man, this oh, is amazing. They did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was more just like, wow, there there are rough edges, and I'm th- three minutes in after character creation. Like, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I it's that it's that feeling. I, I guess last time I had it was Assassin's Creed, where they kind of dump you out on the street after the, you know, prologue. Right. Um, and you're like, okay, this is it. This is the square that they showed in their first screenshots. Right, yeah. And you're like, wow, And my computer is chugging to hit 30. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is fucking working very hard. Honestly, that
0: that square, it's so weird, like, just on the side. Like, that square is one of the busiest areas in the game. So, like, in one way, you can see why they would want to show it off every time yes. you come out of your apartment. It's got, like, crazy amount of intersections, oh, yeah. tons and tons of people. And, it like, it also shows off all of these crazy flaws this game has like specifically with like car pathing and stuff like cars just crash into each other all the time like yep. it's just and it is all like put right outside your front door which just seems like if you're going to tweak one part of the city to not be all fucked up with pathing it I might mean, have been that one yeah <laughs> but, and there's like a gunfight perpetually going on like, okay just so this the is the thing yeah you.
1: <laughs> that when you get and you walk out they're like all right hey you know you get a little pop-up it's like hey shit happens in night city and it's just yeah. a shootout and so yep. I'm just like, do I, am I going to get in trouble? Like, it is all the, <clears throat> it is a playtester's nightmare, in my opinion. Right, I'm yeah, just like, cause... what the fuck, like, what is this game? And for me, it was, uh, in Assassin's Creed, you didn't get the skill of that game, or I didn't grab it until I just started climbing a cliff that was like 800 feet up. Right, And I was right. like, oh, they're just going to, okay, they're just going to let me go, okay, yeah, we'll go right up to the top of this cliff. Right, yeah. Um, similarly, in Night City, you're kind of cordoned off Grand Theft Auto 3 style, where there's yes. a checkpoint set up, and... You're not in downtown. You're in this little section. Oh, so
0: you only? Yeah. See, I think I just kind of pushed through the prologue as soon as I figured out that that was like uh, I hadn't seen the title card yet and stuff, and and I think I may have read something somewhere that said just get through that part and then it'll fully open up. Yeah. So, so I didn't I, really do much in that first section where you can kind of go approach the 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 prologue or the heist setup in whatever. Yeah, way I think
1: want. they 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 wanted to push you into that heist, right? That right. the heist is the culmination. So if if it's Witcher three. The first act when there's police barricades up is White Orchard.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Um, and then they open it up after. And boy, yeah, there is a moment where you're like, wow, this city is detailed as hell. This is
0: yeah. crazy. Um, there's Every bit, fucking alleyway. Every, yeah, yeah. And, and
1: that's why there's that's also the Far Cry 5 thing. Not necessarily the way that en- enemies patrol and stuff, but
0: just the... Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you could go maybe 100 feet before you hear someone yeah. like, getting like robbed, or there's a shootout, or... Or you, there's a I,
0: mission, or someone's so calling you.
1: <laughs> I i completed every fucking side mission like oh i i just went for it i did not follow the plot so by the time that i actually started attacking the story it was all gray to me (laughs) serious seriously seriously, even at the end um i was i'm a systems guy i get like my mileage out of games from the systems not like you know far cry is a great example because i love the systems of far cry 3 4 5 um boy do i not like them story
0: Right, exactly, and, and and when I was playing through five, I was just like actively hating the story the entire time. But then, like a fucking jeep would hit a bear and explode, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. "That was fucking dope!" <laughs> yeah, it is right. It is an anecdote simulator for me. Right. Um, it is a
1: holy shit! I flew into that clan, uh, camp with a hang glider and blew up. And so you kind of, they almost get there with Night City. Right, but there's the a difference... lot of
0: outposts, kind of like Far Cry, but you know you don't right. have quite the crazy powers you have in Far Cry. Right, At but then not
1: you get you don't have the excuse of like, hey, this is the, the contrite Ubisoft excuse, which is, hey, it's this a is, war zone, it's a war zone, or <laughs> no. hey, it's an island taken over by a dictator, or hey, it's right. a county taken over in Montana, um, yeah. and so the systems bleeding into each other of like, holy shit, if you walk too close to a cop, they will shoot start shooting you for no reason.
0: Yeah, um, ostensibly, this is taking place in a city where people live and have daily lives. So it, it does stretch that. Uh, often, I'll put it. I'll, yeah,
1: I'll put it to you like this: walking around Far Cry Five was like walking around. Like, it, Far Cry Five would be an industrial kitchen where it's built to kind of be take you know take some blows. Right. right? Yeah. It'll react roughly like you know the militia will show up. They'll start shooting at each other. It's kind of child-proofed, right? right? Um, in a way for the player, which is like you can't really do too much damage. But boy, when you start playing Cyberpunk and you start figuring out like you know, the idea that like two crime scenes can bleed into each other. Yep. Or you'll start, like <laughs> or cars that like just slam into each other. Like you'll have like driving like clipping through the NPCs you're talking to, like
0: I um one of my favorites is down. They'll give you, like, oh, go drop this object you picked up at a, at a drop point. And the drop point is, like, inside of a crime scene. So you have to, like, kill <laughs> yeah. everyone there to just get to the drop point. Yeah,
1: you just and get the it's sense like, that it is it is more delicate than a these, Ubisoft all these,
0: game. Yeah, all these little, like, I don't know if they're, like, squares on a quilt or whatever. They're all overlapping each other instead of being connected like they should. And it's, it's I would say that's, like, broadly the game in a lot of ways to me. Is that it's over, like, it's this giant plate of stuff that they didn't really have the time or wherewithal to connect so you get these weird things like um, uh, the cyber-psycho missions. There's these missions where you have to go fight that, ostensibly sp- boss fights. They're and boss fights, yeah. They're cool. Like, I actually really like, you know, they... they And this is a neat thing the game does with all the side stuff, is there is some amount of context to everything you're doing. It is a little more... Because oh, Far Cry, some, literally... Someone wrote it. You can tell. Yeah. So they
1: had a team of writers, like, all right, you're going to crank out this fucking...
0: Yeah, and, there, and a lot of it just is, you know, standard noir trope of this guy's pornographer or a loan shark or a drug dealer or whatever, and gotta kill him or steal the shit or whatever. There are a few that break out of that, but for the most part, they the, the gigs especially fall into that stuff. But, um, uh, oh shit, I forgot where I was going with this, Damn it. Um, but yeah, yeah, so, th- like, the, the gigs especially can, like, uh, they send you into a place, and if you're playing stealthily, it's like, All right, it makes sense. You, like, sneak in the back window and, like, hack in and whatever. But if you're playing a character that starts gunfights all over the place, like, there's a very clear, like, magical area within those missions that it will not affect the cops at all. And I even had a mission where I got attacked by the cops during it, and I slaughtered a bunch of cops with a katana in broad daylight, and the cops did not respond to it at all because it was within the mission corral. And so that stuff can feel... um, I don't know, because, like, so my Far Cry comparison, I was saying, like, the outposts in Far Cry are, like open-form missions, essentially, right? I,
1: they're you, my favorite. You, that is why I play, is to dismantle that, a bunch of outposts. And that Start is selling. what a lot of
0: these these gigs are, is essentially like, here's an outpost, figure it out, You know, peel the onion, and we'll give you a little bit of context for it. So I, I do like that over Far Cry, where it's just like, hey, here's another resort they took over, which, again, I guess maybe the setting also makes it just shorthand of like, why am I infiltrating this gas station? Oh, they took it over. Why am I infiltrating this farm? Oh, they took it over. Like, it all yeah. it's the same story, so they don't need to write anything for it. Whereas this one does seem to want to put some context into it. It is just, I think, and this is maybe a tonal problem. Or not problem, but some amount of problem I have with the game is that it doesn't really leave noir that often. And I get why you put noir stuff into a big city crime game, and especially with Blade Runner and all that other shit, but like, there's other avenues I feel like they could have explored more. And that ultimately, you know, I like the side quests a lot because they are just like, here's a hospital, sneak in. Here's a this, sneak in. And as my powers have gotten better, that's become more and more fun. I,
1: so I, when I realized, like, you could break the game very easily in terms of balance. So I went, yeah. as soon as I realized... Double like, jump. Uh, double jump is one of them, but oh, specifically so for combat, the fucking quick hacks and the oh, yeah. legendary quick hacks are absurd. Um, and as soon as you pick an area, and this is what I'm saying, like the delicate... like You get the sense that Far Cry 5 powers are roughly paced out so that you get them you know, at a certain rate, right? right? You still have to skin animals. You still have to do... So, like, there's a bunch of gates. Right. Cyberpunk, if you have the perks, if you basically just pick one area and dump all your part, points into... Yeah. It becomes absurd. Like, swords are... Why the fuck would you hack and sneak and blah, blah, blah if you can just literally go in with a bunch of perks that basically, like, yeah, you want to get hit. You yeah. want to take damage and fucking
0: And get then it'll fuck you up. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, and it's just, like... A good system to me is, like... Here, it starts. You it starts with very low player agency, right? right? So in Deus Ex the original, it was you don't have enough strength points to move this, but you can eventually. So it's like almost that right. Metroid thing of here's there are multiple paths, but you're not spec'd into a different one. Right. Over time, you get more power, right? So you you can double jump, you could whatever. Um, yeah. And in, in classic in style, it gets to the point where you are literally like making boots. In the most extreme case, making boots mm. that can make you jump a thousand feet in the air, and you you basically sure. you're breaking the system. Right. Um, I am all for that in modern games because I like, I like the idea that, yeah, fuck it, it's a single player game. If I want to be an ultimate hacker, I should be able to hack shit through walls and make people shoot themselves and then immediately blind them. Right. That's fine. But at some point where I'm at in the game, I think I'm level 48 or 47 or 48, mm-hmm. um, it's completely broken oh yeah yeah it is there's no balance in the end game so i am just literally looking at people zapping them and they're still standing because they died of a crit it's triggering all the shit on my character like cold blood and all and it's just i'm unstoppable it's a hilarious feeling and i like that but also it just breaks shit like it's broken missions it is like it is not a toddler proof sandbox it is like this very delicate thing that like the developers like yeah go it's like feels like um really complex magic the gathering rules that step on each other
0: yeah well and that, that it, i guess goes into my big platter metaphor where it's just like ah we got rpg systems and we got a stealth system and we got a shooter and we got and like but the, how do they complement each other and that kind of stuff didn't has didn't seem to like come through completely and it is also i think interesting because they've you know prior to this game they made games that were not rpgs like The is an rpg and that you choose stuff that Geralt does <clears throat> and you have a skill tree but like There's no stats. Like, your stats are all on your armor and your weapons and shit. It's not like you're leveling up and putting... Right, You're not not making a smarter Geralt or a stronger Geralt or whatever. That's He's just Geralt, right? Whereas this game is very, like... It has the trees. It kind of has a pen and paper setup of, like... And it does kind of work that way where when you start at the bottom, when you're level one and through five or whatever, you really don't have very many interesting things to do, which is a little bit like, you know, D&D, you don't get your perks till, what, like level five or something. And of course, in that game, it takes multiple play sessions to get there. This game isn't that stretched out, but it definitely feels like that power curve is much more gradual. But the problem is, you know, D&D stays consistent all the way through. You do get godlike eventually, but it takes a very long time. Um, But it's also a system that does not allow you to to jack-of-all-trades it or anything like that. Like, it is very smart of you early on in this game to pick like two things you want to do yeah maybe one third thing and then kind of ignore the other two until you're like in your 30s and you can kind of spread stuff out more but like that's not how i normally play you know with um say for instance assassin's creed valhalla which has a traditional skill tree like any other ubisoft game does like you know i'm not maybe halfway through that game i have the whole skill tree filled out i am good at archery i'm good at sneaking i'm good at everything because that's how those games are built and it doesn't... You know, they're, you're just overpowered in a lot of Ubisoft games, so I guess it just feels part and parcel. But <clears throat> Whereas Cyberpunk is like, you know, I can do insane shit with quick hacks and my blades and my pistols, but, like, you give me a shotgun or something, I'm just like, I can... I don't even know what to do with this. Like, yeah. so it does create character builds in a way that I think is cool. It's just, yeah, the balance is absolutely not there. Again,
1: this won't be an issue for most people. It just, like, it's just one of those things that you get with age where you're looking at these systems and you're like, oh, this is on a collision course. Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be destroyed. Like, and I was. Um, at the, the, again, getting to the end. So I got to the end yesterday after, mm. after coming up on like, you know, 100 hours and change. My, right
0: and not going to spoil the ending, but just, no, no, no spoils. But just yeah. the
1: way that it's laid out and everything, um, it was. It felt I, I don't know. I don't. I I guess I'm going to complain about this without offering a solution. I don't know what mm. I wanted from this game. Mm. Um, I would have assumed. I would have assumed a, a Fallout style like here's what happened to the factions that you fucked with. Sure, sure. Right. Um, and you know that Night City is this thing that's you know you change the fate of and it's like no it not really uh this again the structure is more it it crops its head up and you're just like oh i know that they needed to do it this way and i'm pretty sure witcher 3's ending was the same where they had a warning explicitly saying explicitly saying hey handle your shit now because after you do this it's over
0: it's the end well and and until blood and wine the expansion they did not go beyond the end like when you loaded up a save at the end of witcher 3 until that expansion came out it just loaded up before the mission the last mission and siri was still missing and yada yada so it was like it had that weird uh thing where it's like yeah you'd never get to see what the repercussions of your actions are but then blood and wine came out and added the post-game version of the world and all that stuff was kind of fixed so yeah after the fact um, I wonder, yeah, I do wonder, uh, you know, their DLC for this game is way down the line, of course. Oh,
1: but I don't know what's going to happen with that situation. I
0: am very curious to see what they do. I, Just because of also the precedent they set for themselves with Witcher 3, which is, you know, a thing. <laughs> I mean, that's the albatross, right? Is right. That,
1: that, those are the expectations. Uh, that ending felt more like I was paying off, I, I was like seeing through Geralt, right? I, I wanted yeah. I wanted to see how what happened to him. I was invested. Right. Um, we're going to talk about story stuff. And... In this, like... Uh, how much do you want to talk about the prologue?
0: Uh, well, so that was kind of... I was going to lead off of this to say the structure of the game's fucking weird. <laughs> and that's one of the things about it. Because the it has... prologue
1: is entirely misleading.
0: Right, yeah. And it, it is like... I don't know why they didn't just get you to the heist and get you through that storyline and get Keon Reeves in your head way earlier and let you out in the Night City way earlier. All right, so let's say this. If you have yeah. any intention
1: of playing this beyond right, the prologue, probably dip out... Um,
0: yeah. Um,
1: from here on, because I we need to talk about the prologue. Because we'll go structured.
0: up to Act Two, which is like most of the game, I would say. Yeah, um, and, and
1: yeah. honestly, the more interesting like side missions and side characters—that's really for me the real every like that.
0: That's was. when the game like fully opened up for me, and I was like, okay, I can, I can absolutely fuck with this yeah. for for seventy hours. So we're going to spoil. I feel, yeah,
1: yeah, we're going to spoil the prologue. All right, so look, the way the game is built is like you and your buddy Jackie are going to get into yeah. some mischief, and you're going to become legends in Night City. Um, okay, great there's like a hacker that, a net runner you know that's on your crew you're going to work for dexter to who's a fixer that so they're introducing how the world works right so yeah. fixers in this world are the go-betweens between the client who wants the job done and the people that perform the job or the mercs okay right. cool you're you're a wannabe merc great okay now we need to steal this relic from arasaka which is like the largest corporation outside of militech right blah 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 yeah. um so all this shit there's like Talking to Dex to Sean and doing recon. I think there's like, you have to, you know, you're meeting Vic, you're Ripper. There's
0: this whole. Right. Fucking there's a whole up. branchy quest where you can work with a corp to get this, uh, you know, and it, it really also sets up the idea that the quests in the game are going to be super dynamic and you're going to be able to, like, play people against each other and, and yeah. completely different outcomes for those missions. And I would say that's largely not true. Like, you definitely have decisions throughout those, uh, the quests. In the game, but I don't feel like they ever, or at least for me so far, have not branched in the way that like the militech lady. Whereas, like if you took the malware off her chip, then she gets killed by her associate before the end of that cutscene. But if you don't, then she shows up at the end. She had him killed. Like there's just so many ways that one can go, and I felt like that was their intention that... with the prologue was to set up this is our mission design, and then they never really got there. It's funny. <laughs> I got back to it. It's
1: funny because in Witcher two. The lesser mm-hmm. played of all the witchers or yeah. even less not less than one but witcher mm. 2 has a big middle act yes. that is completely dependent on how you choose
0: it right you choose a side and you basically the second act is fairly different depending on you have like a different cast of characters a different yep. missions all that stuff right um, and it
1: completely and it's a, right so they basically mo- took that instead of putting it in the middle of the game they put, they put the it in the very <laughs> yeah. beginning and, and, and then as soon and i'm just like the whole time i'm just like this feels fucking weird i don't know this
0: yeah it's like a if, miniature version of a game in some ways because it has almost that like diamond structure they talk about with with the bioware games where it starts at a single point and then can branch yes, and then comes right, back right. together at the end and then this does that within the first seven hours and then starts over again essentially Then
1: the game ends with a i'm gonna say a fucking <laughs> late title card
0: uh, it's um, one of the latest I've ever seen, I would say. And like you know what? Seven turns out
1: turns out Jackie, turns out all the people, your fixer that you thought was going to be your mentor in the game. You know, yeah. fuck all those people. They're dead.
0: They're all dead. They yeah. basically the, the heist ran, went real bad. Yeah,
1: They basically played, they literally did a session of Cyberpunk, the pen and, pen and paper game. Right. And at the end of the session, the single session, they are like, actually, everyone dies and you get shot in the head. Yeah. How much more similar to New Vegas
0: can <laughs> yeah, no this shit. fucking game be? but also like New Vegas did all that in its intro cutscene. Right. <laughs> so it's like So in some
1: ways New Vegas set, was somehow better paced. I don't I we could have that argument on a different day. I
0: just think the the way that the game introduces you to the open world is way more sluggish than it needs to be and I think it's yep. weird and because it was, uh, the excuse I do see on the writing side of things like oh we got to introduce you to Night City it's a dense place it's overwhelming but they don't do a great job at that, both because like I don't think the idea of fixers is like that crazy that you need to. Fix mission, them. They're mission. They're fucking mission they're givers. They're yeah. mission givers. They're GTA characters. Like they're not they're, a they're new number- video game concept. Yes, and they're not new to noir fiction. So like people will probably be able to hang if you just say this guy's a fixer. Um, but then also like it just doesn't. Um, it. it the game still does a bad job of just piling shit on you when you do get in night city. So like when you get into that, when you get past that first like montage, essentially, um, and then it lets you out into that square and goes, okay, you know, you can pursue the main missions, but also there's all this other stuff. And once you start going to that, it just, like, dumps on you so hard. Like, every region you go into, the Fixer calls you as soon as you get yep. there. It, every it mission so you mechanical. drive past. It is so mechanical. They just shoot text messages at you. And, oh, you want to buy this car? Oh, there's this here. There's Oh, there's a perp over here. There's this blue mission here. And it gives you no, like... There should really be a screen that comes up at the beginning and just goes. Here's the hierarchy of missions, just so you know. Like these are the good right. ones. These are the okay ones. These are the generated just in case you need resources ones. Like it just because it's so gamey, it, it is odd that they don't just go like just pull it up and say it. They, they, like if they were trying to make it natural, like a Rockstar game would or something, I can see why they wouldn't put that stuff in. But it doesn't work that way. It's so mechanical. That, that it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm stumbling on this. It. It's like, no, it's, there's a thing on the map. I'll go there and a mission will happen. Like, it's not... Um... <laughs> For me, again. Yeah, so this... it's this weird push-pull between, like, they want an organic introduction to Night City, but then they also don't do that with the way that they no. disperse missions and stuff. And it's, um, it's and very also, weird. It is
1: like in GTA five there's a couple of Rockstar comparisons I want to make. In GTA yeah. five right, they were like, all right, and the game is going to be built around these centerpieces called heists. Yep. And you're like, okay. But in reality, there's maybe f- three or four of them. That four. It, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's so many fucking filler missions. And the of, only yeah. thing that holds them together is that Rockstar's is writing and their voice acting and their,
0: you know. Production design and all that. Yep.
1: Yeah. And, and just the, the wonder <clears throat> of being in, a, in a, something that feels like a living, breathing world. Not that GTA V is a simulation, but I'll right. tell you this. It's way more consistent than fucking cyberpunk.
0: Oh, absolutely. And
1: I don't feel <laughs> like I'm walking, like pushing through a crowd of paper dolls. When mm-hmm. I'm in GTA five, right? right. Um, and again There's
0: more weight to the world in that in that sense, I think. Because yeah. it does feel like Night City is like they did I think they nailed the like overwhelming bustling feeling of like a future city where it's just loud and, and, and you look up and it's just buildings over buildings over buildings and billboards and like that stuff I think does register and but then the cacophony of the game itself, I think like, pulls you into I, a more video gamey space and makes seen... it also, you constantly are just like, <laughs> How does this city work? Like, how do people do their daily job, daily anything with like just rocket launchers going off and stuff? And, it, and it's, I mean, that I part know. of that's
1: in the lore, like Night City. It, yeah, is a, exactly. Is a, like,
0: that was the thing I kind of had to step back and be like, Well, this is a tabletop RPG where everybody has rocket launchers and like all the fashion catalogs are like, Oh, pair this jacket with this handgun. Like, it's, it's, it's a video game world, even more so than. Maybe even The Witcher was, it, where it's is, just, like, it is a, normal life doesn't... You know, the only, like, actual lives that happen here are the player characters in, in this RPG, essentially. So
1: Yeah, but boy, yeah. you know, if you want to talk about a harsh comparison, like Red Dead 2, also technically broken in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can follow someone around as they rebuild their house, and, like, there's yep. a little subtle art. Like, there's just subtle art to that game in terms of, you know, I'm the joke, the consistent joke is horse testies, right? Right. But it's not just horse testing, because that's emblematic of, like, a commitment to the backdrop, right? It's right? the
0: way that your fucking snow on your jacket melts uh, all whole time. And, yes. like and all you're, you're
1: trudging through the snow, and the character's animation, like, you're, right. you're spending time in that world. But when I'm in Night City, it is literally, even at the beginning and even in the middle and end, it was just kind of me running between waypoints, sometimes finding funny stuff. I don't know if you... Did you find the clippy gun?
0: Uh, yes, I did. Okay, mm-hmm. so, like... One.
1: That was as close to a, a mysterious stranger mission. That I've I could seen think of
0: some other ones that I thought were, were more clever. There's one with a vending machine that I think is really funny. Brendan and, the vending machine. Yeah, did, you, um, did you did
1: you did you finish that quest?
0: Oh yeah, yeah that's a great question. That those, was fucking dark. Those ones are really fun because they happen over the course of like you do a stage of them and then go away and come S- back. There's similar one with the to, preacher that's the yeah. same one. Similar and, to Rockstar
1: um, games that like right? So
0: Right, exactly. Very much like the stranger where you come back to them over the course of yes. their story. Yeah. But Um,
1: my fucking issue is that that never felt like the majority of the game. I don't know, I never... No,
0: that always felt like the exception, not the rule, because like I said, the rule is like noir Mad Libs, where it's like they're making BDs in here, and also smack, and also human trafficking, and and it's all just very generic, and it has that, you know, I think this is maybe inherent to... uh, I'm not sure if I want to blame the tabletop game or just cyberpunk in general, but there is that edgy noir-ness that's kind of... Is a part of most cyberpunk that I've seen and and read and stuff where it is just like, yo, shit's bad in the future. So, like, I will allow for some of the tone to be very edgy, but I don't think they. It's weird because, like, in some ways, the game is written in a GTA style of just like, everyone sucks, it's very nihilistic, just brutal. uh, It's a brutal existence and all this other stuff. But also, a lot of the characters in this game, especially the side characters that are written out, are very fully formed personalities and have a lot of depth to them that GTA characters never have. So it's a very odd tonal it, thing of having this this GTA shit which, you know, has all the like fucking cum shot billboards and all the dumb shit that those games have. But then also in a city where these people are living in this world and there is a much more real stake. So it's it's bizarre to kind of like uh, yeah, Put those a tonal, two together. There's yeah. tonal
1: incongruity, right? So, and I
0: feel like Rockstar figured that out in GTA 4. So it's weird that they kind of went into this game, you know, the, ten the fact plus that years that I later, can, and went yeah. like, "Oh, these two can coexist." It's like the no, fact they
1: can't. the fact that I can <laughs> warmly remember Nico's cousin, be like Nico, and like I'm just kind of like, yeah. ah, that fucking guy. Um, I I don't know because yeah. one of the one of the tenets of a, a game like this, right? So yes, it's Deus Ex, you know, gun sneak tech right it, yeah. it is certainly that there's outposts they're not really outposts but basically that's what they are because they can be done yeah. independently from the story mission
0: and they do kind of exist in a little bubble yeah it doesn't get affected by anything around them
1: yeah like yes i, w- I don't want to say dungeons they're not the equivalent of dungeons like a no. bethesda
0: but uh, you're usually I, going up instead of down so I,
1: yeah. you're going up or you're digging down you're like holy shit the tire yeah. shop has a fucking secret lab underneath
0: with drugs oh what <laughs> yeah. was the one oh what was my favorite fake drug nano acid that's, that's yeah
1: okay. bro and i think <laughs> even in the in, in the dialogue in that mission they're like you don't even want to know what nano acid, nano acid. Like, right. it's just like holy shit um, it's like but
0: death death six from star wars it's just like what the fuck is that
1: but then okay to switch gears for pan am for me and like i can understand i i ended up with pan am because i didn't know i didn't get a call from judy or well, so something. there is something that, that fucking yeah,
0: sucked. The Judy questline, I had to get near to, you know, the bar like she yeah. walked in, in the prologue. You have to kind of get near to that, and it seems like she calls you then. It's bizarre. And also, you have to do it after you've done the Haitian section of the, or the new yeah. Boys section of so, the. And so, I didn't even realize. So,
1: I just ended up going all the way with Pan Am and basically having her be my partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because she, and it also, like, kind of reminds me of Pavarti a little bit.
0: Um, I, yeah, from... I like her a lot. She's an interesting character because like, she is the Outlines mechanic chick or whatever that's in a lot of yes. games like this, uh, yeah. but she's way more hot-tempered than those people are. She's not nice like Kaylee is in Firefly and she, and she, or like yeah, or her she's... body is, but she's also like, yeah, and her and the whole avocado thing is complicated, and I think that stuff works really well, and that's and also the fact that that stuff all happens outside of Night City from it. all the fucking w- porn billboards and stuff. Like, I, I think that might have it. been the most totally consistent storyline. Yes, the, game.
1: the Badlands storyline is great. I love the Badlands. I think that almost, for me, love, being out yeah. in the Badlands was better, except for obviously the vehicles handling like shit. Hey, can, shout, can we do a shout out to... What the fuck were they thinking with the driving?
0: Oh, uh, the driving in cars is so um, bad. Like, I've gotten pretty good at the motorcycles, because you can weave in the traffic, and they they turn and accelerate motorcy- much faster. Quick, quick tip, motorcycles, cool.
1: you, you cannot accelerate and turn at the same time. You have to, mm-hmm. yeah. like, seriously, let off the gas and then make your turn. It's but the way- cars
0: are so oh, heavy. terrible. Holy shit. There's only one
1: car that actually works decently, in my opinion, because it handles, like, an RC car, which is the Coyote. Oh, um, yeah. and you can buy it in the Badlands, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, but it, again, it, someone someone referred to this game as the opposite of no, some. Someone referred to a game as the opposite of Gestalt when it's the
0: right. Gestalt, gestalt is this is this philosophical concept where all the pieces of something create the whole of it. Yeah, but it's what hard if, what to if, explain. What if, have,
1: what if you have the opposite of that, which is right?
0: And they, all these pieces around are, you know, and their strengths and weaknesses, but they don't fit together.
1: Nope. And there's this thing. There's this thing of like, okay, well, you know, Pan Am is a really great character in my opinion. Um, yeah. She's, you know, she has a plan, but the plan doesn't go right, and she's like, oh, blah blah blah, all this shit. You get to know her. Same yeah. thing with. I didn't really feel it with River, the detective.
0: Yeah, he, his was fine, but yeah, I, I definitely... Um, and I think... it So, it, I believe the romances are very, like... The characters have a preference. It is, like, the Bioware style, I yes. guess. Um, and so, yeah, like, Judy... Like, so, I actually did Pan Am stuff first... Did really like her, tried to make her my romantic partner, but she, she only will date a, a, a straight, or, or oh. just a, guy, a, a male character, basically. I didn't know! And River's the same way. River, like, hit on me relentlessly throughout the whole thing, and I'm just like, nah, dude, no. And, it, like, it, it is cool how you can let him down and you still be friends and whatever. It's not like there's nuance to it or what what have you, as much as there is for those romances generally speaking, but then, but Judy's the opposite, like, she only is, uh, she she's only a lesbian, so she will only date a, a female character. She will still do the whole mission chain, and you'll still be friends with her, and you can do her final mission and everything, it's just, the romance part will never happen, basically.
1: Yeah, and so, it's, also, um, it's also fucking weird, like, the whole cynical, like, I mean, the whole concept, the conceit of cyberpunk is that what if the Reagan 80s never ended? Right. What if it yeah. was just greed and fucking hyper-corporations and, like, what if corporate wars, like, what if corporations were like, it is the logical end time of a, it is the logical uh, extension of a time that ended long ago.
0: Right. Of um, a hedonistic kind of decade, just keep going you, in that. And that's, yeah. like, Blade Runner's kind of the same way where it's like, and Blade Runner very, like, very deliberately, when you get to 2049, still has companies that don't exist anymore because it's taking yes. that version and yes. going forward with it. Um, um, and,
1: but, for me, that is at odds with, hey, we're going to have a quiet moment with you and River when yeah. you're eating at home. And it's just like...
0: The, it's so bizarre because like the, the the game is so fucking horny all the time. It's just like, you get to choose your genitals when you make your character. And there's fucking dudes eating ass on billboards. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking like, hey man, boy, we're, fucking, we're European, <laughs> we love sex. And then when you get to the sex scenes, they're very chaste. I mean, they're not even as like they're not graphic in it well they are i mean but they're very like jump cutty there's a lot of kissing and caressing stuff it just is so bizarrely at like the romances you have with those characters are so bizarrely at odds with the game just being like if you're not fucking something with a 12 inch dildo are you even really having sex bro and it's like it's such a weird contrast of the game's idea of like you know commodification of the body and stuff is always a big part of cyberpunk but like it just doesn't have much to say about that in a lot of ways. But it does, like, have this room for these deep characters. So it's like, why did you bother with the surface crap? I don't understand. I that.
1: almost would have...
0: <laughs> and the screaming ads. Oh, my fucking God. I can't wait till there's mod or- tools so I can take... Organic! There's yeah. two of them, it's male and or- female. And it's just like, I had several, like, <laughs> conversations that were really, like... You know, I'm talking with the, the paralysis lady about their minds being overwritten and shit. And, and this guy's screaming orgasm in the back of this cutscene. I was just like... This is the problem. This was the GTA 4 thing that I always cite. It's like you get out of this funeral of this major character, and then there's a jizz ad right behind you on the fucking billboard. And it just completely ruins any reality you had with these characters. And I, I almost wish This game had. does that a ton.
1: Uh, what <laughs> was the some... Ubisoft... Um, not Neon Dragon. What was the fucking Far Cry spinoff? Oh, right?
0: uh, Blood Dragon, yeah.
1: So... In my head, that is the kind of stories I thought they were going to tell, like, hyper-cynical, like, ro- like I thought it was going to be Robocop. That was going to be Right, the yeah. Um, they would do,
0: like, the Verhoeven, like, ultra-satire kind of thing.
1: Right, and even, and again, this is a credit to Geralt's voice actor and writing, was that, like, he, Geralt was in some pretty schlocky situations where he's like, I know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, tongue-in-cheek and kind of more subversive where it's, like, you know, yeah, it, like, a, like a wink and a nod, but it, it, Geralt pulls it off. In this, like, the main character ping-pongs between, like, I don't fucking know, this is dumb, yeah. to, like, oh, I'm sorry, River, and, like, I, I know your right. childhood it's, was... It's just, like, what the
0: fuck? It's bizarre, because in the main story, your V is, I think, generally more abrasive than she or he is, given the opportunity Ma- to be Male V a, yeah.
1: is the worst.
0: What and, if, and, and there are times when I've, like, selected options with female V, and she's way more of an asshole than I would have anticipated. And, and yeah, it's weird, because, yeah. like, with Geralt, he's a much more consistent character, but also that, like... The the options and the amount of time abilities you have to be like kind and more g- areas of gray all happen in the side quests mostly and I don't know it's just interesting like why they didn't commit to that tone because they are good at that tone like that was a lot of The Witcher three also where it's like yeah crazy shit's happening but it's also genuine with people who are re- you know relatively formed characters as opposed to like archetypes like in GTA where they just scream missions at you. And I just don't know why they didn't play to that strength more. I, or they do, but they obfuscate it with all this fucking shit on top of it.
1: Um, I think... Yeah. I, I want to kind of wrap this up, but I, one of the things is, in this game, in this year, or 2020, mm-hmm. uh, rest in peace...
0: Yes. What, <laughs> no, what no, blows, no, no, no well, peace for Yeah, no peace <laughs> for 2020.
1: Um, it blows my mind that a Ubisoft product, which is Watch Dogs Legion, which I mm-hmm. was playing before I got Cyberpunk, I'm kind of like, you know, in some ways... <laughs> is terrible but Mm -hmm. in some ways ubisoft was a little bit more ambitious in terms of like all right we're gonna try to do this multi-character thing and that you know there is no character creation so really you're getting like a random character but we're all we're gonna record a bunch of voice like Like, that game was more tonally consistent even though it's schlock like a hundred percent it is schlock and it doesn't try to do the same shit that you know Cyberpunk like, the romances and the characters and some of the themes of, like, I don't know. I would say that it blows my mind that Ubisoft did a lot of the things that Cyberpunk did better. um, And that I'm remembering the more fun, like, even the driving. I can't even believe I'm saying this. The driving. (laughs) I'll prefer it 100% in Watch Dogs because it's just action schlock.
0: Yeah, I, so uh, I guess I will. I will uh, come to the end of this too by saying, like, in spite of what we have been talked about and how this game doesn't mesh and doesn't connect, and whatever, uh, I have found a lot of moments in it that I really, really liked. Yes! And, oh, and, yes! And, yes! And not just like story bits. Like there are really good side quests. I think there are some really the the, the Perellas one I was just talking about the the it, which is a totally optional side quest with this like mayoral. Oh candidate. man, I have so many. And buttons. I want I want DLC off that quest first of all because it doesn't really totally finish it just kind of leaves you in a very ambiguous place which makes sense but it's still like oh i want to know more because this is such a cool concept it's not a new concept but it's, it's the Manchurian use... candidate bro exactly it's the Manchurian candidate and it's like a really cool version of that and so like there's definitely a lot of high points with the missions i had a really great time um and it was one of the main missions actually the one where you're like fighting um you have to like clear the people on the parade route it's like that elevated market in japan town yeah and stuff. that
1: felt nothing like a it's just funny that that it felt so divorced from the rest of the game.
0: Well, it's, it, it, it the way they track it out it is all it, it felt, in a way that it felt most like the rest Splinter Cell dude it felt yeah. like
1: Splinter Cell chaos theory
0: but it looked really cool. So oh, it was that, that was that was my 70s, thing atmospherically yeah. and then you know I got through the boss fight there and then I had to get out and like I don't know. I just had a perfect moment of like, oh, there's a bunch of these guys who I can't like headshot one off because they got helmets and stuff, so I can't use my like stealth take them down all the way. So I'm just gonna like, cause I have my quick hack, so they spread a ton. Yeah. And so I spread blindness basically yeah. through the whole floor. And as I was going through, cause they don't all get it at the same time, it basically jumps from one target to another. So I, you know, blind the guy, shot him, shot his friend, get to the next door. At just as I walk through the door, they're blind, take them out. So it was just like rolling through it felt completely you know like a cyberpunk thing you're just like seeing through walls shooting around corners with my smart weapon like take out my katana and stuff and that just felt like you know there are parts in the game where it comes together like i I think and yeah it is and then i ended that mission by like being able to run and just double jump off scaffolding to skip a huge part and i felt really fucking cool the
1: (laughs) the ability to just go into a shop and be like holy shit if i get forty-five thousand fucking dollars i can get double jump like there right. there are so many times in this game where the system's gelled and it felt like I genuinely feel powerful when I unlock a new perk It changes how like right. gameplay wise there's so many fucking hooks and loops that I found very satisfying fallout seventy six same thing far cry five for me same thing
0: yeah you know, yeah that and that's the thing that I've noticed where I'm like if I'm in a corner of the map that has a bunch of new gigs, it is hard for me to stop just wolfing them down because they're just long enough to be satisfying but they're also just short enough that you're like well I could do one more and like many play sessions I've done that and not even touched a story mission and And that that, is how I
1: spent the vast majority of my game like my 70 hours was just fucking with the systems and that's you know not to go
0: back into flaws but that is one other incredibly odd thing about the story engine for this game is that when they get into Act 2 and they're like here's the whole city here's all the side quests here's the fucking thing they also narratively put you on a clock like a very definitive clock that your brain's gonna melt in like a week or two it doesn't you can wait yep, fucking I, 80 days and yep. it'll never happen. Correct. And it's this like stupid old magic trick that I thought open world games stopped doing a long time ago where they actually acknowledge that the player is going to go off the beaten path a bunch and that they shouldn't act like you have to be everywhere on time. But this game is worse at it than most. And it's weird too because with The Witcher 3, they had such a better approach to it, which is like all right, you're looking for Yennefer and Ciri. They're two characters who are very capable, so you don't have to worry about them being like in horrible danger or being yeah, right. killed at, at every moment. You're really just following Yennefer's path. And then uh, there's, you're a witcher too, so your job is to stop and do witcher stuff. So like, it's a perfect construct for an open-world game for you to meander through it and also not feel like you're totally betraying the story they're telling. This game <laughs> whiffs that so bad, and it's just the time limit. They could have put Johnny Silverhand in your head and said, at some point, but but like they really uh, really try to make it like this very scripted thing and i I don't know what the push-pull is because like if you just focused on that story and played it like a movie where you were actually going from scene to scene it's maybe like a 20-hour game at that point oh yeah
1: yeah and your ending would be
0: very compromised by not doing side stuff and like there are a few times during those missions where they go like hey i'll call you when i get the next part of the mission set up and it says you know go do other shit until they're done um so there's, like, a few points where they kind of push you off the path to go, hey, just check out the side stuff. But for a game that has so much weight on its side stuff, it's kind of wild that they don't, like, take the fucking, like, accelerator off. I just don't I understand. Don't,
1: yeah. um, like, I don't, And it
0: feels like they, and I think I had read this in an interview maybe after the fact but basically they said like hey nobody beat the witcher 3 like 20 percent of the people who bought that game beat it in any meaningful way and so we wanted a main story that people would get through and wouldn't be this like 100 plus hour thing and so i get that but like and the side quest does the way the side quests are weighted does kind of give this balance to it where it's like if you want to play it as a quick single player game you could and if you want to play it as a huge expansive side game you can but both sides are damaged by the way the other side is run essentially yeah, man it's, yeah. it's it's yeah I, and I it's like
1: once you beat it i want to have another we can just talk completely yeah. about this well stuff. and
0: basically what i had to do is the same thing i do in a lot of old open world games is just compartmentalize the fact that those mission givers will wait there forever and i don't need to worry about it but it is totally immersion breaking and a really <laughs> also still frustrating also way
1: basically the same plot device for red dead uh, yeah
0: act Exactly, and up,
1: and it's just like what.
0: But that actually has like narrative consequences in the like the yes. ways that Arthur works, the ways yep. that the game plays. Like it wants you to accelerate the story because like, it's so much better in that game. But yeah, it is kind of the same exact idea of like, oh, ticking clock, you're gonna die. Um, but also don't forget all this cool content we made. <laughs> so it's just yeah, goddamn, it. it's bizarre. But but when it does work, and it does for me a lot, uh, I and I am just I you know that aesthetic. You know, it is very an old kind of kind of creaky version of cyberpunk that is very eighties focused and uh, and what have you. But I just found it so arresting when it looks great. I'm like, I do like driving around Night City a lot, actually. Like, I don't yeah, love the yes, driving, I too. but I like throwing on the music, looking at the cool lights, the skyline from because they really did like just throw in like Akira and the fucking flaming stacks from Blade Runner, and then the solar farm from Blade Runner twenty forty nine is outside the city, and then like every just picking out all that stuff is really fun. Just as a fan of. That aesthetic, and I think they—they they definitely poor. I mean, the artists at CDPR should never go unappreciated. I think it's like if we're looking at all the different people who contributed to this game, they may be the department that like hit it so far out of the park. I hope uh, that, outside of hope the one are. thing would be the ads. I think the ads look like shit, and they don't look like they don't mesh with the look of the game. Like, if they were more, like, savvy-looking ads, like the Corpo logos and stuff are, it would make sense. But them being screaming GTA ads just is even more incongruous it's, it's with everything a bit, around yes, it. it.
1: It's a bit much. All right. Yeah. Can we talk about <sighs> the... Now we can talk about the juiciest of stuff, Ben. Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk about the aftermath. Yeah. Um, so, um... <laughs> so... I don't want to spend too, too much time on, because like, some of the stuff... It doesn't
0: affect us as much, because we're both playing it on PC also. I think that's a key thing to, to point well, out. Well, no, I,
1: I think it's it's not about affecting us. It's about,
0: yeah. you know, what... It's the, affecting it, the... Yeah.
1: Yeah, in the greater context. Like, I had hopes and dreams for project C, uh, CD project Red, right? Right. Um, I did not want to see them get fucking lambasted by, you know... The
0: some, New York Times. <laughs> and various and the, other places, yeah. The
1: fucking idea. So the fucking idea that for some reason the brain dance effect would
0: actually mm-hmm. trigger. <laughs> so yeah, basically <laughs> trigger this is epilepsy. The, well, and so this was the weirdest thing because that story got like stretched and pulled and retry, like essentially in the review copy they sent out, I think one person reviewing it had a, a seizure while playing it because the brain dance at least, and I played it before they patched it. Like the brain is this thing comes over your eyes and it flashes in a, like a pattern. And then you, you zonk out and go to virtual reality or whatever, and um, and they changed it. You know, within two days of the game coming out, it was patched. So it's just one flash, and then, then you're in. Like, there's no repeated flashing or anything like that. Uh, and they put the warning in. But it's true they did ship the game ostensibly without a warning. Well, that's not true. That the day one patch added the warning, so that that doesn't count because right. reviewers got a they knew reviewers know they are getting a version of the game that is not necessarily the final one. But, um, but like, how did that yeah, how did that get through? Like, well, no. So again, I, it's, it's not the
1: specific. Well, we know how it got through. So mm. this is the whole fucking thing, right?
0: right?
1: This is this is that I bring that up because not because it's uh, crucial to the whole story. It it sets the tone, right? right. It was just like, oh, that's a weird thing. Like that's a weird thing to have a headline running about a game that just came out. Apple All right, right. Well, they fixed it. Whatever. Um, then it became, hey guys, we know it's rough on PS4 and Xbox. Yeah. Um. Just go ahead and ask for a refund. And then Sony yeah. was like, hey, motherfuckers, actually. We don't have a
0: refund policy. Please don't draw attention to we're that. Not pulling
1: your fucking game from the store. Yeah. Also, it turns out that they had received a waiver. There's a great modern vintage gamer video about this. They had right. received waivers for their certification process on right. those platforms because which as
0: I understand is totally standard practice. Like it happens all the time. You yep. basically go it... like, hey, I know this isn't up to cert now, but we're working on a day one patch. It will be by then. You can trust us, we're Activision or whoever, and then Sony goes, okay, here's a voucher. Basically.
1: Yes, it, it is not that it doesn't happen, it's that when right. it does happen, attention isn't brought to it. Right. Right. It is it is the electoral college. Like when it when it runs fine, everyone's like, yeah, fucking whatever, the electors. Right. When, you know, let's say, for example, an autocrat starts to shake the foundation <laughs> of the fucking system, Maybe, and be like, wait yes. a second, there's a bunch of holes. And he starts poking his fucking finger in all the holes and, you know. Yes. Uh, they they took all the good when I say goodwill, right? At the beginning of the episode, we were talking about goodwill, yeah. in my opinion. It wasn't just me. It is from industry executives being like Mm -hmm. hey these polish guys will deliver right right um and they whiffed it they whiffed it and and then you get to the questions this is what blew it open for me this is this is the shit i want to talk about which is okay they after reading that new york times article about the fucking hot mess that you never want a paper of record reporting I, i think the headline was literally like Cyberpunk 70, 2077 was set to be the biggest title in you know gaming history. What yeah. happened? What happened? To have a headline like that run. It's brutal. Um, and yeah, granted, I work in marketing. So like it's kind of like schadenfreude where I'm like, ooh, that. Ooh. Thank God it wasn't me. Yeah, um, yeah. And then to put out like cheeky, like social stuff. Yeah. they're I'm not saying that CD Projekt is going to die overnight from this. It is more that like when an instance like this happens, is it indicative of rot at the top, right? The crunch conditions. Right. Just so like, tell me if I'm out of line here or not in reality, the the crunch those people were put through was meaningless.
0: Yeah. I mean, because... that's the thing that, that sucks the most about it is like, you know, and this is of course, you know, you know that people knew in fucking October that this thing was not going to be ready <clears throat> for that, a December yes. release. And, and the, and the, what what it seems like, at least from what we can glean from the reporting, is that a lot of it was, like, management trying to play nice with investors and also somehow make this game come out on time. Is, is this and, not the perfect And, of course, in order to do that, they had to ignore one side of that equation, and they chose to ignore the developers, essentially. And whether or not, you know, the investors were like... You know, because the investors have already, like... You know, because I believe, and I don't know how this works exactly in uh, relation to Polish... Economics, so to speak, but they're a publicly traded company. So they have a board of investors who answer to and stuff that a lot of uh, game companies don't necessarily have to deal with. um, You know, if they're independently owned or whatever. So the, the idea that like they had all this pre-order money, they had all this money just ready to go as soon as they released this game and that they were pressured or they decided to say, you know what? The PC ones will be fine. Uh, You know, we can probably shoulder the refunds of the PlayStation and Xbox Ones, just fucking go for it. And it, like, it's the worst decision they made, I think. And I can, like, there is um, an amount of understanding I get from the reaction they got when they delayed it three weeks, and it was just like, you motherfuckers, whatever. And, but, like... People being mad about a game dev- uh, being delayed is is I think oh, doesn't last very long. Like no. people you forget only, about it, right. you and the game gets get, released. You only yeah, get you only, one launch.
1: You only exactly. get one launch, right? And,
0: and that's been like that's been like you know quoted from Miyamoto for decades. That's what he said about Ocarina of time, and he's like, I just don't know how they didn't really, especially that they had the freedom to take a very long time to develop this game that they didn't you know and and whether it was like feature creep of like they just kept adding more shit and they never like got down to finishing it till the last eight months or 18 months or whatever happened
1: (laughs) i have i have the article up can i can i read the title yeah this is a new york times article ran december 19th cyberpunk 2077 was supposed to be the biggest video game of the year what happened Uh, Nearly a decade of hype led to a troubled release, riddled with glitches, a livid fan base, refunds for potentially millions of players, and a possible class action lawsuit.
0: Yeah, Um, which a lot of those things have come to pass and actually don't seem to have affected them as badly as you would think. I mean, I think they've said, even with refunds, they still, you know, did very well uh, on that game. So this is the question, right? So, yeah,
1: is... Is it the Blizzard situation of like okay when Mark Morheim left that company that was the death knell, mm. right? Um, and, the, and the article goes on to describe various like infighting and and you know dis, you know miscommunication between uh, the teams and blah blah blah. So a bad release like this, right? They're still going to have their income from GOG. Like yeah. I don't foresee that core business, not not which isn't to say that that balances everything out because obviously the budget for this game is out of fucking control.
0: Well, and they um, said within the first day they made their development cost back. Right. Like so yeah. that's like it's over. They,
1: in my opinion, even with refunds, like you said, mm. they're going to be fine. Yeah. Will they make good? And will this be a Witcher three situation where like, I don't l- see... look at No Man's Sky? You can't right. get a, you can't get lower than No Man's Sky when that. When and this definitely and...
0: reminded me of that, not in the bugginess, obviously, but just in the people being like, "I have slides of Sean Murray lying yeah, about all this," and yeah, people yeah, have yeah, done yeah. that with. I have Cyberpunk no, as well. I have
1: no sympathy for that. People... I have no
0: time for that bullshitting because yeah, you just don't like. Right. That's not how video games are made. God right. damn it! Uh, um, <laughs> but and and like... so,
1: but look at like they they effectively, in my opinion, have have got oh, well spring sport. They they
0: put people the work in. Love that fucking studio. They is love it, that game.
1: Is it too late for? cd project right to write the ship in terms of like hey we got to make it up we have to own we have to a we have to own it we have yeah. to own own it in some way which
0: i think they've done an okay you know I, of course it's become parodic at this point the fucking letters they kept putting out We fucked up. and it's, it's like you can so... only do that so much and yeah. especially when it's very obvious that like they knew the playstation versions was fucked and didn't send them out till two hours before that fucking game came out and a bunch of other stuff that is pretty shady um you can't just come out next day and be like, oh yeah, we really misjudged it. It's like, you knew this has been happening for months. Like this is not a surprise to you.
1: Right. It's, so are it's... they, I guess my question, are they going to get away yeah. with, with crunching these fucking people for no reason? Like that. See, if, yeah. If I... And
0: that was like my, uh, my other bummer of this whole thing is that, you know, a lot of it did get focused on the soap opera of this management and all this other crap. And it's like, I just felt awful for these people who had put, you know, years and years of their life into what was going to be one of the most anticipated games and, it didn't come back, and, and so but, they don't get to move on or anything. It, they just have to go back and fix it, and go, back and, go it. back and fix it under the duress of everybody, you know, complaining about it and all this other there, stuff. There, there is a it, prophetic
1: tweet I think that someone quoted an article that was like cyber. Like the, it was the official Cyberpunk account being like, Cyberpunk will be the meme. Yeah. And I was just like, it, Yep, it is. It is a naked VT posing or yeah. a, a bottoms VT posing on a fucking motorcycle. Like that yeah. is the result of your crunch and hard work, everyone. Good job i are going to yeah, give you a big round exactly. of applause. Uh, we pushed this thing out the door to meet e- investor expectations. We made our money yeah. and your suffering means nothing. That is the mo- maybe Ben, this and the, yeah. is, maybe and the- maybe only this class is
0: action the- lawsuit that results in anything just gets the investors their money back. Right. <laughs> it doesn't do anything ben, for the devs or the people who bought the game.
1: All right, Ben, hear me out. Hear me yeah. out. What if, th- what I just described, the work conditions, the employees, treatment of employees, all that. What if that is the real cyberpunk? Oh, right. What, yeah, if this is a, what if this is a what if this is a Kaufman esque, right? C D Project Red really cares it's a about performance art. Yeah. yeah, yeah. C D Project Red cared about their workers so much that they were gonna highlight the fact that they were mistreated, right? Right? Yeah. Right? And so what That's they, why they yeah, have that
0: coffee ad in the game where a guy's putting a gun in his mouth, right? Yep.
1: And it, yeah. <laughs> yep. And because here's how this went down in my head, in my headcanon for this whole thing was that mm-hmm. corporate brass knew that this fucking thing was not ready. Someone at the top knew. Oh, and they sure. said okay
0: yeah. all the developers probably but will, if we so... can
1: push it out the door what, how, how good can we get it oh right. okay like
0: 60% alright well, and if we maybe you know release are... the PC version exclusively yeah. okay. we'll probably get some 70s and 80s maybe some 90s you know get our Metacritic where we want it to be uh, my job at the then... floor
1: is PC Gamer gave it a 78 I think that's correct yeah, um, yeah. not that I, I'm it, saying they're particularly you know I don't trust them impl- you know but, right. but if I, you were you know, get anyone that loved that game it would be PC Gamer Right, and even they were like,
0: "eh." I think every review, even the ones that like seventy-eight. Uh, I think the ones that I even like, I think Rock Paper Shotguns is pretty close to my line with how I feel about the game. It's a little harsher on the RPG part than I think I would be, but but it is like, oh, it's a mess, but sometimes it's glorious. Um, but their review didn't come out till weeks out because they just got it on release day and played it. Like yeah. they didn't. <laughs> they didn't Met, their meta,
1: cyberpunk's meta score is still at eighty-six, which is insane. yeah. User so that's score, the thing. Like,
0: user score at seven
1: point two, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, I, I think it also, because of the, the noise around, you know, this game being huge and everything, it feels like, I think to some people, this was this massive disaster, whereas if you actually get your hands on the game and stuff, it's like, again, I, I would still say, like, the Bethesda Fallout launches, especially on, call, on console, are in line with how fucked up this game can be at times. And, you know, those games were also criticized at their launches, but also a lot of people played them and didn't care. So I, it's, it's, that's,
1: that's, I guess that is yeah. in my head, that's the tragedy. That's what I want I'm want. i trying to,
0: yeah, I'm trying to like reconcile the, like the fervor at which this, you know, studio and this game was like taken to task and what it actually, what the lasting effect will actually be as I guess the question going Do you,
1: forward. do you think the calculation is like, look, we know it's a mess. We're going to push it out. We already have our pre-order numbers in. We lock those in. Yeah. Um, we've, we've looked at the refunds coming in. They're not what we thought. Um, we got, we might get away with this.
0: Yeah. And that's yeah, that's the of course that's the the most cynical take, but I don't think it's wrong at least, especially in the, the lead up where they very much did that. Where they I'm very not saying much... the developers,
1: like the actual people. No, making no. It. I'm saying but the fucking higher ups,
0: the management and the investors, or the investors influencing the management. Ultimately, I guess it is management since it's them publishing the game. But anyways, but the the, the thing is like yeah, that that they at least somewhere along the line knew they were pulling one over on people, and that sucks, and that does not. You know, if you would have asked me if CD Projekt would have done that a year ago, I was like, well, that's one thing they'll never do. And of course, this is the problem with believing a corporation has some sort of moral compass. <laughs> That's again, so you know, in brings a way back into the cyberpunk <laughs> thing. And it, it's, it's a little bit like, you know, oh, the boys, no. the boys is a superhero satire. It's scathing satire of corporate America. It's also made by Amazon. it's made by. So Amazon. it's just like, yep. you know, you kind of do have to compartmentalize that stuff somewhat, but I do think in this case, especially because there's so much talk about corporations and worker exploitation in the game, that it 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 can't help but feel <laughs> which
1: also fallout completely tone deaf fallout 76 <laughs> same thing like like how do you yeah. not see the minds and people you know local com- or local communities right. torn apart by but that was that's capitalism. more
0: integrated into the story of that game whereas in cyberpunk a lot of times it's just a fucking crash joke about like oh arasaka is the best place to work because they only do 80 hours of mandatory overtime.
1: yeah right like,
0: right oh real funny guys real fucking yeah, laughing there i i
1: I don't know, man. I yeah. and and nonetheless, like I'm gonna. I think maybe next weekend. If I, I don't know. Mm. We'll see. I have other a bunch of other shit I'm working on and playing, but like mm. I, I did all the stuff. I did all the side jobs. I mm. had a secret opening available to me, and then whiffed it. I guess. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's all right. Well, now so now I now have to go back at some point and just play through that. Um, oh, like, to
0: get the yeah
1: the secret the quote unquote secret ending. Um, gotcha. Yeah. And all I would say to, about that, it's not really a secret ending. It's just like, hey, do all the do all the quests for Johnny. Like,
0: mm-hmm. That's it. Which I was going to do anyway. Right, so which that people would have assumed.
1: Um, that, that quest line has the Porsche. Can we talk about that?
0: Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. There, <laughs> I, uh, there's just yeah. a
1: Porsche in the game. Like yeah, a fully yeah. modeled 930. Like the the iconic Porsche. And it has definitely Porsche engine noise. Like they clearly... Hmm. And I'm just like, so... How much of a shill? Maybe I shouldn't say it that way, mm. but like it has a Porsche icon. There's no, it's not a Porsche alike. It is a Porsche, right? And, it and, says and Porsche's Porsche has been kind and, of
0: notorious in other game franchises about how stingy they are about, licensing yeah. And so I'm just themselves. like, holy shit!
1: But now it's in Cyberpunk. Like it is a central yeah. part of a quest, <laughs> and it's sure un, unmissable. You see it, you're just like, what the, what the fuck? Check it um, out. But again, it ties into that. It's like, oh, yes, we, you know, fuck corp. We, we have textures in our game that literally say, right. fuck the Corpo Rats.
0: Right, and then right next to that is some copyrighted Porsche textures.
1: Yeah. and then similarly with uh, Watch Dogs, same thing. Like, yeah. you put out by a giant company named Ubisoft that has a lot of internal problems with its workers. Like, oh, Absolutely.
0: shit. Um, and there's, there's maybe... There is more a more nebulous, like, workers are exploited thing in Watch Dogs Legion, but it is not as, like directed at corpse in the way that because corp you know corp pigs corp whatever that's a big cyberpunk thing so of course it's directed there but yeah you you can't help but be fallow when you're just like but you guys you have a i
1: know it's like
0: surely you must have realized this dissonance at some point but oh
1: there uh, in my experience in organizations there was people people inside saying all the shit we have already saying Right. And being yeah. like, th- but guess that's what? That's definitely. But, I always
0: assume that with developers yeah. because, but you guess know, what? Like, to, to baseline to do that job, you have to be intelligent in, in in that kind of critical way. And I, but it's just yeah, how much yeah, but, of that is? But taken guess what? Into you have
1: no control over when the suits say, "Hey, we're hitting this date." Right? Yeah. That is exactly. Executive... Say, hey, we
0: got a, we got a call. They want those pre order monies. Let's do it. And and like. I don't know. I think my bigger takeaway from all this is is like this sucks and it keeps happening to, you know, multiple games. This is not just Cyberpunk obviously. The difference is, you know, when Red Dead Crunched like nuts, the game came out and was like done, right? And and same with Naughty da- with uh with Last of Us Part 2 this year where it was like, yeah, they crunched like fucking crazy, but like the pro- the end product is I'm not saying it's worth it. I'm just saying that you can see Oh yeah. The immense amount of work that went into it. This is the worst case scenario where you have an immense amount of work that went into it, but it still doesn't feel like they did as much as they actually probably did do. And I mean, um, when you have
1: core systems not talking to each other and right, you have, and, like, the writing doesn't exactly match and... Um, I don't know if it's a fit fi- is it it is a management failure I suppose right
0: yeah it is no, a to manage failure. a project like that you have to, to dictate the workflow that gets done and not just keep adding crap onto it or whatever happened um, and and I think that's absolutely on their on their on the management of that studio to, to get those teams to like work together and get the things to mesh and all that other stuff and yeah it, it I think the thing that it's interesting and and you know this is the other thing that we'll see going forward is if they do an enhanced edition of the game or whatever Holy like how much how much <laughs> oh. will they do to it and how much will it be like no this is what we intended because um, that was like a thing with the witcher 3 when they released that game with the movement they're like yes that was an intentional decision to make geralt feel heavy and weird but we did it on purpose and then they got feedback and we're like okay fine we'll put it in an optional one um yeah. which yeah and, and so like they are not like totally uh dogmatic about their design approach they certainly seem to be willing to change it but it is also like it just feels like this game had much less of a central vision than i think like something like Witcher three data
1: uh um, i would say this game seems like they landed the cyberpunk ip and they yeah. said okay we have this ip what do we want to do and right. that's in and my they, head that's how it played out and they like, went okay, in well,
0: a bunch of different directions and didn't all come together in the end right I
1: almost like it. Almost in some ways, the world feels like. I mean, this should have been the other section. We could talk about this mm. more later. I want to talk about in-depth gameplay stuff in a follow- separate episode. But like,
0: mm.
1: remember Mafia One's world, where it was, uh, it was.
0: It's a set, basically. It's a set. It's just, and yeah,
1: I have not felt, and even Far Cry Five, like interesting shit would happen way too often around you, but it would happen, right? And the world yes. was more or less built to accommodate it. And exactly. with this, it's like it truly feels. It's one of the first games I've had that I wanted to love the setting and really fucking dig in. Like walking mm. through, what's the central city in Witcher Three? Novigrad. Novigrad, yeah. To be in there and just walk around, and you know, you can go to a few merchants, and it, it, right. it basically fulfills. You know, it's a backdrop, but it's fine. Um, right. You're just kind of like, ah, hey, whatever. Maybe it's the first person, maybe it's the setting, but it's like I'm just in like, oh, it's all just, it's all set dressing.
0: Yeah, right? I mean, it does it, have a it's more detailed of a and intricate,
1: but like I'm. I don't know, like it doesn't, I can't go up and, like, the even the net stuff. It, it's not yeah. as fleshed out as GTA 4, so it's like, okay, why would you even add that? Um, the yeah, ha- The hacking the is, like, ripped straight out of Alpha Protocol, almost. Yeah,
0: and that's why this feels like this, like, you know, fucking, like, Chinese buffet grab bag of a bunch of stuff from a bunch of games. They were like, well, you know, we're doing something, and, and this is kind of how they worked The Witcher 3, where they're like, let's take you know, the Skyrim-style open world and apply the Bioware-style, like, character dialogue choices and stuff. So they obviously are drawing on influences from other games. This game just feels like it has exponentially more influences, and they just don't... Yeah, again, they don't connect very well. Um, But, you know, some of those pieces individually work, and sometimes they do synchronize ways that are... are, Like, you could see how they could have gotten there. It's just that, yeah, it feels pulled in so many directions that it'll never... You know, it's width of an ocean, depth of a puddle is like harsh. I wouldn't say that, mm. but it definitely feels like yeah, they they went wider than they went deeper in some places. And and um, I I almost feel I like they, sh-
1: they should have just made the city like fuck the plot or fuck individual right. characters. Well, that, and that's go, and yeah, go yeah, maybe Ubisoft, that would be go Watchdogs right? Like just build yeah. the city with the, with the systems, like the, keep the mechanics the same, um, but don't and fucking just... try to play me like it's a. Oh, we're we're gonna say something like no make it a fucking right. make it uh uh what was the Xbox 360, uh, crackdown,
0: just a yeah. fucking that game is
1: an excuse to jump yeah. on build right and use superpowers all over
0: the place yeah and you, all right works. so
1: you want to have all these fixers and stuff blah 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 okay fine like make it GTA 2 where mm-hmm. you literally just have factions like okay you're gonna do an Arasaka mission or okay you're gonna do right I yeah. almost and feel it- like that would have been the play.
0: Honestly, one of the things that I think would add the most depth for... Well, bang for the buck isn't the way I'd say it, but like, if there was a faction system like Fallout New Vegas where the different gangs did actually assert power and get more powerful or less powerful depending on what you did, that would really feel like you were affecting the city. That's why New Vegas' story works so well is because it feels logical from every direction because they thought them all out and and they are all different factions and they could, whatever. So it was this complicated system they put in that game. It's also the game where they removed the karma system because that was like
1: yeah, car, it an be, arbitrary yeah.
0: and stupid thing that didn't work for that right. series. Right. Um, and, yeah, but to and, be
1: fair, karma was also in Fallout 1 and 2. and like, Totally. It was right. used completely differently. It was I was going to say, but the way, way
0: that Bethesda used it was much uh,
1: different. Bethesda is like your... You know, your, your not super bright friend who kind of gets it but like wait so this yes. and you're like yes and yes. you're just kind of saying <laughs> yeah and you pat them on the head but they don't really understand
0: yeah um no. and, th- and there is more of that in this game than i think i may have anticipated not like yeah there's some just meat headed stupid shit but like yeah just things where it feels like yeah these problems have been solved by other open world games and also just that um they didn't yeah they just they piled the plate up but they didn't bother to like make it Fit. They, said, they said come back to that here's, a, here's
1: our seven hour version of what of, of the game that we wanted to make in seven
0: hours right after and then it's up to you bro yeah and then for its part that part's my favorite part of the game when they finally just let it be and let me go around night yep. city and that i was... could basically ignore the weird chip in my head except for the random times when it get all scrackly or whatever um i had a pretty funny glitch where that got stuck there and the only way to get rid of it was drink that was funny <laughs> um, but the yeah but like to just let you live and it's weird because yeah the opening again this is back to the structure thing but the opening part where they're like we're gonna be mercs and legends in Night City and then they do a fucking montage why isn't that the game of you just working your way up through Night City and then maybe the Johnny Silverhand stuff is the like third act I don't know so back
1: let's back up I think because they said okay we have the cyberpunk IP who can we get
0: Right. Oh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Okay. Yes. So, and
1: like it's 11- and now we have
0: to put him in every. Mi- I do like how much he shows up in all the side stuff and all over the place. Like I really do like how much he is in the game. It's just that yeah, it definitely feels like they they hamstrung themselves to that that plot once they put him into the every mission essentially.
1: It is, and and Oblivion had the same thing. It was like, hey, we got Patrick Stewart. How long do you have him? Well. Uh. <laughs> he said, his agent said two hours. And it's like, okay, yeah. put him in the opening cinematic and then kill, and him.
0: Then kill um, him.
1: They yeah. didn't quite do that in Cyberpunk. And honestly, the Johnny Hilvers Silverhand stuff is interesting.
0: Yeah, I like, I mean, he's, you know, he's a dick and whatever. And some of his writing is bad and, and what have you. But I think that Keanu does does well in that role, as he does in, like, Johnny Mnemonic and other movies where he's bad at acting but still fits. Um, but, like... Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like th- th- once they hit that part where they had Keanu, it feels like a lot of the game bends around that, and that is yeah, and, the, bad. and yeah, I and think it, that's bad.
1: Again, I'm a systems guy. I, lo- yeah. I if they could strip out that shit and make me just a generic netrunner that yeah. can run around and hack into shit, take jobs randomly. Um, yeah, I and, wish
0: it had that more. I wish it, you know, for something that's so uh, centrally based on a pen and paper game, it would have been cool to have something closer to a world that was open in that way that could be used for like short jobs, long jobs, multi arcs, all that different stuff. And who knows, man? Like I, there, that stuff is in here, but it's also buried under other stuff that totally gets in its way. So it's just it,
1: it is not yeah. a, it's not an immersive sim, and we, this is a different discussion. No. And w- of what this this is not an I sim, and that's the thing is that a sec. like in my head an isim is hey we're gonna put all these agents and devices in a in a setting right and you fuck with them and uh, outcome will happen right right uh, but you're, you're all using the basic tools spelunky is a great example in my opinion of hey you're you're just an object in the world you can be bounced right. around you can write um
0: there's just a bunch of rules you gotta learn basically.
1: right and but you're you're in that system um cyberpunk right. very much like with the phone calls stepping on each other and random calls happening during like It just, it seems flimsy. I don't know, it doesn't, like, I use the word child-proof or toddler-proof from, like, Far Cry 5, but say what you will about Far Cry 5, like, it, you know. Yeah. uh, The closest I could think of was the getting kidnapped in What's-His-Face's territory. Or, like, they Mm -hmm. all do. They all do it in Far Cry 5, which is they kidnap you. Yeah. And the relic events are kind of like that.
0: Yeah, there's a couple. Well, there is one like that ties into the opening that has that happen. And, yeah. And Johnny's quest line starts essentially in a similar way, too. But it's it, those are very scripted and not, you know, most of the time it just makes your vision get all funky. And it's, it's yeah, I, I think it's indicative of a lot of the game, which is like, they didn't do more with this? That's interesting. Yeah, they, Why yeah. did they put this in here then? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I, I am curious to see yeah. what more reporting. If I cannot wait for the fucking Jason Schreiber... Right. Fucking I feel. Re- it's weird
0: because, like, you know, Witcher 3 was one of the subjects of his first book, um, but I think it was also before he was largely reporting yeah, yeah. on that kind of stuff, so I doubt he will be let in for that kind of access. Uh, who knows, man? Uh, who knows? But he's the you know, Bloomberg you know, now. S- sources and what have you. Yeah, huh. exactly. So, I, I look
1: forward to that. It's similar, like, oh my God. I guess I, not to go this far, but do you think this is an LA confidential situation? Or not LA confidential. <laughs> um,
0: oh, LA Noir? LA Noir situation. I, I hope not. That was. <laughs> that, 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 I, I,
1: very different i think this is a very different that's a very different but in in the yeah. terms of the tech and kind of being let down with the final product like yeah eh,
0: uh, yeah i've come that. to appreciate ellen now but i definitely when i played it i was like what are what they the fuck are they trying here? to do yeah but <laughs> it felt it this? felt vaguely
1: familiar same thing with witcher 3 and cyberpunk yeah. engine where it's like yeah so the map doesn't zoom out when i drive really yeah and, yeah. and oh the, i see it's still lo- like putting the corpses on my Uh, Mm -hmm. mini-map, just like Witcher 3. Um, There's just little things that give you that vague, like, oh, this is, with L.A. Noir. it was very much like, wait, this is the Rockstar engine, but... Yeah,
0: yeah, I can feel it. The texture, but (laughs) But
1: what are they they doing with it? I can't draw my gun at all times?
0: Uh, Like, this is fucking wild.
1: But we'll see. I I think Witcher 3 is a very different game now. I think nothing's off the table in terms of CD Projekt Red coming back from this if they get their fucking head out of their butts.
0: I think what they need to do and this, you know, I, I think what I would ideally want them to do is take the holidays off and come back and start just hammering away at finishing the game, and then you know move on from there. And I think if they do uh, do the work and stuff, they can probably get back to where they need to be. I, I Fallout seventy six again. I, I it's a weirder example because it's not the same level of risk, but I definitely feel like. That game had the reputation of like this game is ruined Fallout. They're never gonna make <laughs> another one again. Sure. And then it has shifted now to being like, oh, you know, it's all right. Like uh, some of the stuff's still weird. Vats in real time doesn't work still, but like but they fleshed it out and people a, like it. You yeah, know, but it was a case.
1: different set of expectations. Yes, S- exactly. similar in that people like dummies who liked Fallout didn't know that it wasn't a mainline game. Right, right, right. Or they didn't know that. Right, they they were just like, right. oh, whatever. It's another Fallout. Um, but for you and me, it was like, oh, it's 76. It's clearly a side thing. It's right. right, right. Um, And, it was and easier, the expectations yeah, were to... different. The expectations were different. With the Cyberpunk, it is very... I do
0: think No Man's Sky is also not a bad comparison just because that game was positioned by Sony as like, this is the next step Yeah. And that was yeah, not Hello yeah, Games' yeah, yeah. fault necessarily, but like them having to reckon with those expectations and and kind of what they did do on that game, which is essentially go radio silent and just start working on stuff. And eventually they dug themselves out of it. It took two plus years, like that's what I'm saying, like beloved now. That's what I'm saying. Like what is
1: what is the scale? What does what does the reparations have to be on Cyberpunk's end to make it to to start garnering those good headlines again? I have no idea.
0: Well, and the thing that is I think scariest about the reputation part and is maybe not from external is more that how many people who are very talented and who have worked there on The Witcher 3 and, and worked on this game are burned out and they don't come back. They don't come oh, back to finish man. this thing. And they don't... Right, but you know, then... And they, and they bleed talent. And that's like, you know, that happens at all AAA studios. But look, I think all right. It's,
1: I would say, look, at Telltale. That's a great thing. I'm just like, right. Telltale, same model. Not same model, but they said, okay, we have IPs and we're going to mm-hmm. work everyone really hard and we're going to we'll get... we just keep one. that
0: money, gravy train going. And yeah, it's like until it, the
1: good the talent's like, actually, fuck this. And they and bail I think and we'll, they make their own
0: thing. Yeah, I don't know that we'll see... The reckon, you know, the the, the um, result of all this kind of newer light being shed on on these practices and these games just being developed under these insane crunch conditions, because like you know, as we've always said, it's not new that games are made this way. It's just newer that we're seeing new stories about it and that kind of stuff, but. Like the culture at Rockstar, is it going to change the culture at um, at Ubisoft, the culture at all these other places? Like it's still up in the air. We don't know because we haven't seen what their next project is and how it's going to be handled. And like, is it does it end up like um, irrational? Where after oh, you man. Know, toiling away on Bioshock Infinite, Ken Levine goes like, you know what? Oh, never I. again. <laughs> I'm never going to make a AAA game ever again. And that whole studio disintegrates because it was a ta- talent based studio, or whatever. But like. I just I hope that that you know and this is a problem that Naughty Dog might have to face and like all these people who have worked in these companies for a long time like they're getting older like they don't have the drive to do that anymore and so like will they be able to maintain this crazy uh, development schedule of like announce a project take five years to make it make it the biggest thing you've ever made and then do it all again like I don't know how Naughty Dog goes, okay, we finished Last of Us 2, It's like, 20-plus-hour, meticulously film-realistic-looking game. Like, now do it again. And do it again, but bigger. And do it again, but bigger. Yeah, because like, that's, that's is, the model. Is that, that, that is the model. And that sucks. And, like, I just... Uh, I don't know how we get around to all that, but it's, it's... I will be interested to see how those companies, especially Rockstar and Naughty Dog and CD Projekt Now, who had this, like they are just making the biggest thing, they're in a magical golden tower making it, and it'll come out perfect, and that's not, you know, not the case. I think all three of those games have had interesting receptions on release, and not necessarily to do with being broken, but just, is it worth just pouring everything into a game every single time, or is it better to focus? I mean, I think the model- I would always say it's better to focus, because you will retain your talent, and you can do stuff like, you know, uh, just keep consistently making good games instead of trying to one-up yourselves every single time. Um, yeah but, but that's not I, what
1: investors like this is the thing. Exactly. The yeah. money people are never going to say, "Hey, um, let's just take a year off. We, we're not going to focus on profits." And it, like yeah. it's not going to happen. Um, people with expectations are, "Hey, CDPR is a golden goose, and I yep. want every fucking egg that I can get out of it until it stops producing and we move right. on to the next thing." And, and like we move on to the next that thing, is yeah. the most cyberpunk shit I can think mm-hmm. of, which is we know this we know that this this vein is going to dry up. But you know what? The human cost—the human yeah. cost—is worth it. We're mm-hmm. gonna we, the pre-orders numbers prove it.
0: And, and that's like, that's yeah, I fucked think up. To get that's, out of that's
1: the worst to, case scenario for a to CD get card. out of
0: that cycle. We need to get out of the cycle of like pre-ordering games five years in advance. Like I know. All sorts of I'm totally have to guilty of that too. Even outside of like you know unionizing within the games industry and stuff. Like even outside of that, the attitude of how video games are are hyped and and sold to their audience on this massive scale, like needs to be rethought and like there's not a lot of financial incentive to do that especially when all three of those games i mentioned sold immense amounts yep. even cyberpunk yeah cyberpunk sold 13 million copies in its first two weeks like it's it's a hit <laughs> like the thing that i do find a little funny about that new york cyber article is that it's like oh it would have been one of the big it's like if you look at the sales for this year like cyberpunk's still number three below like animal crossing and, and i think it might actually be number two below animal crossing but either way they if you look at the money and you look at the, the, the numbers, like, it was a success. The,
1: the, there's nothing you can look at. to If you're if you're a suit or you're an executive.
0: Right. If you're not hooked into reading games, Twitter or game shit or video game yeah. websites and stuff, if you're an investor in CD Projekt Red, so to speak, you probably, like...
1: The, the yeah. ends justify yeah. the means.
0: Yeah. When the mainstream paper, like, pulls up some mud, you're like, hey, what? I hope my investment is okay. But other than that, they don't fucking care. Right. And No, uh, but this is... The, yeah.
1: What I'm saying is we're cataloging this in real time. The crunch happened. Those people put out a subpar product. It didn't matter because the marketing momentum was so fucking much, and there was buy too big to fail. There was buy-in from big, you know, industry giants, like right? Oh, absolutely.
0: RTX, gamer chairs, like there were so that that, the merch part of this game is like another conversation. So arguably,
1: (laughs) arguably, we're in the fucking cyberpunk world in that the actual product, who gives a fuck if it's bad? (laughs) Yeah. People are wearing our coats and people are wearing our merch. Like you, yeah. It is that cynical fucking... Well, it, did, did you do the, the, the hollow vid or the um, brain dance with the guy who cr- uh, crucified himself? Yes. It's that. Yeah. That is yeah. it, where it's yeah. like... It is... Yeah, we know this is going to... You know, it's going to appeal this to the... guy
0: is literally going to die.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's going to die anyway, right? So yeah. th- that's the lemon. How do we make lemonade from it? Well, we... Yeah. Right? And... <laughs> Um, and yeah,
0: and like that, it's weird because like it, within that structure that is also perpetrating some of those things, there are people there being like, but isn't this fucked up? Like, so you know, it's that. It, it, go back to the Amazon and the boys thing. It's like the people who make that show are obviously they they you know they've made the show along their convictions of this is fucked up and bad corporate you know this, yeah, yeah, this yeah. way that things but you know of course to get the money to to send that message they have to take money from the people doing that so so, it's so this, like so it has been and so very it cyberpunk <laughs> yeah. yeah but
1: that's like like um leonardo da vinci had patrons right right so he couldn't come out and say you know he had to be careful like and even now you want to talk about cancel culture like brands don't want to they want to be seen as progressive and inclusive, but they don't right. want to get caught on the other side of that line.
0: Well, yeah, they don't want the the right ringers to be throwing their Goya beans away or whatever the fuck happened there. You know, like, yeah, they got to yeah. play it right down the middle so they can get the biggest swath of customers.
1: Right there. And so, uh, yeah, I'm kind of <clears throat> fucking over with
0: that. Yeah. But and that
1: said, you know what? I almost texted you. I bought I bought Valhalla and I yeah. was just like, I, I have already bit off more. I'm going to finish Watch Dogs maybe today. Who knows? yeah um, and I just am like should for that the money I paid for Cyberpunk, for the money I paid for Valhalla, shouldn't yeah. I have gone and bought ten independent games rather than or six independent games for right. ten bucks rather than one for sixty? And I'm just like, holy shit, I'm part of the problem.
0: Yeah, no, but I do think it is a difference of experience too. like if you want something that's like polished and just chock full of content, like indie games are much better at focusing on a single thing and doing them well and a big ubisoft plate of food you can just kind of be like i want to just run around pretty pretty game and have a satisfying game under my yeah. in my hands and they do that um you know we've said it many times it is junk food but it's still satisfying yeah and ideas. so i don't, I don't know and, and like i also don't think individual buying or not buying of games does anything no i know i know at, i'm just i'm just saying <laughs> i know but so
1: it is the idea that like in in people are if you're looking at a marketing situation, like you're you're fighting for a, a percent of someone's wallet at this point in the year, right, right, and that's everyone. That's like the smallest indie dev. That's you know, that's EA. Right. EA plans their releases years in advance, right? So they're like, okay, yeah. we know our average consumer has three hundred dollars, spends three hundred dollars on games per year. We want to be sixty bucks of that at this point on the calendar. Precisely And, and Ubisoft's fucking brilliant because they. How? How? What was the delay between Watchdogs and? yeah right it was right? like, it was two, like weeks. two weeks and they were yeah they made a play they said fuck it we're gonna get 120 dollars out of our perspective right um yeah
0: and, and they i mean i'm i'm that motherfucker I I know, I know. I'm and kidding. then i bought valhalla right. and i, I was know. like i need to finish watchdogs at some point i i just it is a fascinating thing that's another episode that's another episode but uh, but nevertheless s- and like and then got into valhalla and i was like well but this is the weird like uh, like ritual I have with these Assassin's Creed games now: is I buy them usually when they come out, and then play them for a couple weeks till a bigger, more <laughs> uh, uh, different open world comes out. Which in the case with Odyssey was basically two weeks, and then Red Dead Two came out, and then I put it on the shelf for several months. Um, and so they are just they're kind of like yeah they're kind of like comfort food almost.
1: Me, me with a me with a Ubisoft game and checkout on Steam is like when I go to a liquor store when I was a poor writer. <laughs> And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, give me the fucking old crow." Like yeah, it was by that five dollar, the bottom Bang, shelf whiskey. Four, I was like, "I have five dollars, six dollars, however much," and kind of putting it under my arm and like being like, "Fuck yeah, just give, give me the rubbing alcohol, please." Um, that's yes. what it feels <laughs> like because I'm I am buying a Ubisoft game to to run encampments and to mm-hmm. spec my guy and to right. I am paying for a very specific service, and Ubisoft knows how to deliver right um, and, and
0: like in in my case with assassins it's like i've played these games so long i'm just curious to see what the fuck they try and do differently this time right and so like yeah. i have this what, weird what like, other
1: what other ubi tech will they insert into this this assassin's creed? right
0: or how are they going to take this loot system and actually make it good or get rid of it completely which is what they do in valhalla and it's it's just like yeah that stuff is interesting to me on an iterative 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 level but it doesn't really like i'm not like wow they're really rewriting the book every time
1: yeah, but it is like but, it is getting a twenty-piece chicken nugget at McDonald's. You're just like, I yeah. I have a need for 830 calories right now in chicken form for seven dollars.
0: Yeah. All right. That's and, a, that's and what th- if I wanted that chicken nugget to have a leather jacket and put sunglasses? <laughs> and that's cyberpunk. What, <laughs>
1: what if? What if? Yes. Cyberpunk for me, the best part of that game is when I'm just hopping from roof to roof. Mr. Hands calls me and he's like, "Hey, you want to yes. bust into this fucking casino?" And I'm like, My, "Hell, hell yeah, yeah, I do! I want to bust into this illegal casino. <laughs> I'm already on the roof." Let's yeah, go. and yes, and that is when that game shines for me. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Ben, thank um, you for talking to me about Cyberpunk 2077. I think we yes. have to have a f- we have to follow up on this.
0: We'll follow up with the uh, with ending and maybe some more gameplay stuff. I do feel like you know it, it's it, it, this game has so many angles you can come at it to. It's kind of hard to like until you sit down and play it but i do think i am overall positive on the game i just think it's this like coupled with the hype and the release it's just this like maelstrom of stuff that's hard to hard to pull apart do
1: you see why i had to break this episode into acts because holy shit
0: yeah i'm very glad you did that even though we still went longer than we wanted, to i know (laughs)
1: well well, look man i tried my production shops are no we're getting there okay all good all good ben next time we will talk endings next time we'll talk
0: Maybe the, other the, Cyberpunk the games Deus... like Watchdog or something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, I want to talk about Deus Ex, uh, it, most recent incar- incarnation, which I think oh, the... this certainly is.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I
1: think it is, but without the immersive stuff. Anyway,
0: right, Arcane took the arc, the the immersive Sim torch and ran off in a different direction. I
1: think. Yes. Anyway, um, all okay. right, Ben, take us out.
0: We are out. No, no,